What's going on, Radio First Fan listeners? Before we begin this episode, I do want to let you know at the end of the episode, we do have an interview with powerful May Gelt from Battlescribe, a.k.a. the Battle Scribbler. So if you want to hang around at the end of the episode to listen to that interview, you can learn about probably the most selfless guy I've ever talked to on this podcast, hands down, uh, gives everything he can just to be a nice guy <laughs> and cannot accept anything in return. So if you can listen to that, understand where you're getting your battle scribe information and just, you know, go appreciate that man for the stuff that he does. Uh, secondly, another announcement I do want to make is we do have our discord. If you go to Horace heresy, discord 30 K discord, and I believe I actually have Warhammer discord at this point. Uh, nice. if you just want to go to those, uh, dot com and it'll take you straight to our discord. We got a, uh, a painting competition every month in there. We've got all sorts of fun stuff in as well. Our Patreon is back up and running. So if you guys want to, uh, uh, chip away a little bit at your paycheck to donate so that we can do some crazy stuff with the, the money that you donate as a podcast, I will gladly take it and uh, do fun stuff for you. So that is available. Uh, enjoy the episode. This is Radio Free Istvan. The following public service announcement is direct from the Praetorian. Do not look directly at the Black God machines. Any dreams of paradise should be duly ignored and combat stims taken immediately. Remember, all defectors will be shot on sight. Emperor What's going on, Radio Frist Van listeners, and welcome to episode 161 of the Radio Frist Van podcast, a Horse Heresy Wargaming podcast. My name is Michael. I've got my co-host Derek here. Go and say what's going on, Derek. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And uh, we have a pretty good episode we planned for you guys. i got a kitty in my lap. Mm-hmm. Derek's got what looks like to be the <sighs> smallest half and half uh, Arizona tea I've ever seen in my life. I didn't know they made them in Red Bull cans, but apparently they do. Yeah, it, it is a Red Bull can size can. And it was at 50 cents because they're 99 cents normally, right? Uh, I got a 12 pack of them for like $3. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That's yeah. fair. I was wondering what store, <laughs> convenience store, even sold that thing or even had that available uh, or had shelf space for those little guys. Uh, but fair enough. That does exist. But life's, we have, life's good, man. <laughs> that's two sips. <laughs> that is two gulps of half and half lemonade. And this is Texas, so. Oh, the, yeah. That's, normally you see the, like, massive honking cans. Yeah, the tall boys. Yeah, the, the size of your forearm. Like when you were a kid, you would put them in a brown paper bags to look like an adult. <laughs> but that is a Red Bull size can, so. Yeah, it's just a little, you know, just a little quick pick-me-up. Yeah, it looks, it makes your hands look huge. I'll say oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that being said, we do have a great episode for you guys today. Uh, you heard at the beginning, we do have an interview at the end with powerful uh, May from Battlescribe, uh, the Battle Scribbler. So, make sure you stay around for that. Once again, I'm going to shout him out again because, like I said, you're going to listen to that. You're going to listen to that interview and you're going to be like, how do I give this guy stuff? Like, I'm just going to go drop stuff off for him because this dude selflessly updates Battlescribe for all of us. Yeah, the more I learn about that, the more I'm just blown away. Truly a pillar of the community. And it's like that good pillar. like that. Yeah, the the silent giant. (laughs) The one everybody assumes is like heavily, heavily reinforced, but is truly just... (laughs) 
totally load bearing and just either way unsung hero the unsung hero uh truly a fabricator of the heresy i'm very glad we had him on because he's you'll you'll see like i said you'll see oh yeah um we do have a voicemail we're gonna go over and uh we do have some hobby progress and some games played by powerful derek over here in his uh, siege of sethonia campaign that he's running right now oh yeah it's been popping off so uh so yeah yeah so first things first let me go ahead and pull up this voicemail so everybody can hear what's going on. All right. While you're doing that, uh, if you, listener, have a voicemail you'd like to send in, you can go ahead and drop us a line at 361-265-8658, and you can leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it live on air. And if you do, for international calling purposes, if you want to just shoot it to us over Discord or Facebook, just hit us up, and we'll figure it out. And, and honestly, guys... I can say this. I'm a little disappointed in the voicemails right now. It's been kind of dry. It's been kind of dry. And I don't know if it's because we don't have a a dedicated, you know, kind of like a topic topic that you should be sending voicemails for. But I mean, I'm just I'm just curious if you're even out there. Is there anybody actually out there listening? Because this voicemail line needs to get popping off pretty quickly. All right. Or we're just going to scrap the whole thing. <laughs> but either way, for the people who do call in and do leave voicemails, thank you. Oh, yeah. So that being said, let's listen to this sweet, sweet voicemail. Hello, you beautiful bastards. Hey. Just listen to Duncan's story. Let's, let's, let's talk real fast. Let's not get all crazy with not sending him cookies next time he's in the hospital because those cookies were delicious. So next time he's in the hospital, just go ahead and send them cookies. Don't worry about cash. Don't worry about anything else. Send them cookies. I'll be there. I'll eat the cookies. Everything will be okay. Thank you. I love you. Bye-bye. Kiss, kiss. I love you too, Jack. So powerful Jack, perfectly symmetrical Jack. This <laughs> is his new moniker. <laughs> perfectly symmetrical Jack from the Heresy Accountability Buddies podcast. Uh, we'll definitely, if, next time, uh, there, actually there won't be a next time, but if Duncan is ever incapacitated, we will make sure that we get that cookie bouquet slash pizza bouquet uh, sent ba- out. Bacon roses. <laughs> bacon roses. We'll figure <laughs> out something to make sure. Because you're the, you are there as a friend, Jack. You have, you've, you've, shouldered the burden of being there for your time for your friend for the first time in need and so you need to stay uh he's got that iv going giving him all the nutrients he needs you're gonna need something you're stuck there with him you don't they're not giving you an iv so we got to keep you fed got to keep that uh sometimes you got to support the support network yeah man can't have you deflating and become unsymmetrical that'd be horrific tragic (laughs) so uh, powerful, powerful Jack. I'm glad you did enjoy the cookies from the last time uh, uh, Duncan was in the hospital. <laughs> that was our last our voicemail last week is with that. So, uh, so yeah. So that being said, man, let's move on to some hobby progress. Good time. So what you've been working on? Uh, a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, quite, a, quite a bit, actually. Uh, mainly Thick Boys, which has become... You're just posting up on Thick Talk. On Thick Talk, yeah, baby. Good job. Uh, so, so yes. So, I have been probably every night since we last recorded, I stream for probably about two hours on TikTok. Thick talk. 
Yeah, putting up real numbers. And uh, I stream me painting. Right now, I'm painting up my Trader Blood Angels. And so these are my uh, Blood Angels who kind of the lore behind them is they're Terranborn Blood Angels. They're fighting for the Emperor as the Revenant Legion before Sanguinius came and said like, hey, we're about to artsy it up, boys. <laughs> like, And they just look at that and go, Nah. No, like, nah, dude, that's dumb. Nah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> oh, you want us to color the books? You want color books? <laughs> no, dude. So these are like the hardened veterans who, although they 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 saw Sanguinius and the Emperor's like, hey, you gotta start listening to this guy, they said nah. And they don't even care that the Ofanim are sitting there flying around with their their burning eyes and just, you know. <laughs> Gestapo and people like, uh, we'll just do what the war master says. Yeah. Hey man, with the war, ma- like there, that's what's going on is the, the, the O'Fanum courts like, Hey, why didn't y'all, when y'all were done with that battle earlier, why didn't y'all go and, uh, sculpt any bronze statues like the, <laughs> like Sanguinius <laughs> ordered. It's like, all we're doing shit for the war master. <laughs> yeah, the war master said, we got to get these cleaned up and ready to roll out. Yeah. We got, we had to upgrade the tanks, you know, we didn't have time to, to go and, uh, uh, to go learn fiddle, <laughs> go learn flute. <laughs> yeah, I got I got too much oil on my hands. I I can't do the finger painting right now. It, it, it don't work. <laughs> They're just constantly <laughs> making excuses. <laughs> <laughs> They're all Raphael. We missed you in uh, we missed you in clarinet. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, my uh, I got I got oboe elbow. It's, it's, I'm not. I can't. Uh, the 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 apothecary said it's no go for me. I had to sit it out. I had to sit. Out. I couldn't do it. Well, we, we, well, Raphael, we saw you playing pool with all the other, <laughs> all the other of your company. Oh yeah, that was that was, uh, so was uh, physical therapy. It was physical therapy. It, it really works. The rotator. <laughs> the apothecary was there. He signed off on it. Get out of my face. <laughs> so well, maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and said I did it. Right, right, right down that I did it, and then give it to the Primarchs. No, no, no. Union rules. You can't, you can't make me do that. You're not allowed to. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So I, I love how the lore of this company's developing. <laughs> well, I did read, uh, uh, the great angel, uh, the sanguineous, the great angel It's told from the, it's told from this perspective of a remember answer. And like, essentially he's, uh, with the Legion monitoring the Legion. He's inside their ship and everything. Like that. He talks to sanguineous directly and he's just like, just they have to keep him alive like sanguinius wants him there and he's like okay are you like we're going to this planet called murder <laughs> and uh if you guys could keep him alive and like the dudes are all like are, are you serious right now it's like well, this kind of irritating <laughs> like, <laughs> so now we're just this like regular dude's bodyguard Is yeah essentially doing? essentially they keep saving him like they'll like <laughs> yank him away from places and they're like glad they didn't kill you because that would have been Irritable. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. He's just Mr. Magoo in his way through the, through yeah. the crusade. And so like, but like everything inside their ship is like super artisan, like super beautiful, taken care of and all this stuff. Like there's like Marble works of art. Filigree. Yeah. Just etched poems just carved into everything. Pretty much, dude. And so uh uh it's it's like uh Sanguinius forced that on them. He forced that on everybody. And you, you could only imagine that there's... And if you have to have an Ophanum court to make sure everybody follows your new rules, you got to know that there's people out there that are skirting by and not doing the rules. Yeah. 
<laughs> like yeah, cheating. It, they would not have established the secret police if they didn't need to. <laughs> we need you to carve one granite statue in the evening. <laughs> it's like, God dang it, dude. He's like, like, how do you even check that in? Like, do they come up to you and they're like, how's that granite statue coming along? And he's got a bunch of beer cans laying on the ground. <laughs> oh, it's coming out good. I, uh, he's working on beer can pyramid. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was in hey, that's, that's all right. That counts. You put that down. It's my muse. You know, I didn't get any muse. I didn't have a, I'm still thinking on what I want to make. <laughs> just a pure granite slab sitting. Crack, in. Cracks one open while he's talking to him. Mm. So I don't know, man. It's, uh, you know, I never been real good at the artsy shit. So, <laughs> so yeah. So those are what my, uh, 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 trader, uh, my my trader blood angels kind of are like based off. It was kind of like just more like a blue collar, like ruggedy, like. Oh yeah, because every every legion had a lot of different assets like that in different uh, different circles, different groups. Yeah, and, and so my thinking was okay. So like pre progenitor, like pre sanguinius coming in, they still had gene seed from sanguinius, right? Yeah, and so they still had the like the red thirst and all that stuff. Which kind of they, they describe it was like a because they can eat brains and get memories mm-hmm. from their uh, from whatever they eat the brains of, and apparently, like even now, but like before Sanguinius came there, it was a right to where if a captain died and you needed the memories of the captain. You just go to town. You, you would just you know crack open a cold one with the boys. They pull up the old Weber grill. And slap that brain on there, and the next captain would say, "Okay, well," and he would sacrifice himself because the personality of the memories of the old captain would overtake the old captain. I guess oh, the new captain. Oh, that's a trip. So kind of like how the uh, the knights work with the throne mechanicum is like you become an amalgam of every captain before you. Yeah, yeah. And so essentially, you have this like perpetual captain who just like. Man, that sucked. I was like, don't do that. <laughs> like, don't run in there without a helmet on. That was dumb. <laughs> so, so all your guys wear their helmets. All, all of them wear the helmet. So, uh, but yeah, no, that's like kind of the, the idea is they were like, they had this like red thirst and like, it's kind of like the big thing is they're vampires. You know, they, they truly do like suck the blood out of their enemies. And like that, even in this, this book, the great angel, like that's like the big secret is they're doing that. And they even have like serfs who are like sacrificing themselves. Like, oh, you need because it's a th- it's a it's a hunger, and they hide it like exceptionally well from other legions knowing about it or anything like that. That is something you do kind of want to keep under the rug. Yes, but like they go after the battle and they find these uh, humans that the enemy humans that have been killed. And they are like truly drained of like all their blood, like like satiated, like like Just like the beef blood jerky. angels, yeah, like beef jerky, like dried out. <laughs> and so, like those cows you it's see like a, in the like an empty Capri Sun, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so these blood angels, you know, my thought is they were doing this before Sanguinius came, right? Like so, they had to have these like secret groups and stuff like that because like they they like it isn't known. Like, the Revenant Legion, they were kind of like the World Eaters and the Iron Warriors, where they were kind of just, like, tossed into, like, shitty situations. Okay. And so they were known, like, they were kind of, like, the World Eaters were 
more respected than the Revenant Legion was as far as uh, or like the, the, the Warhounds. Yeah. I'm sorry, Warhounds. Yeah. yeah. And so... It was like early crusade before the discovery of the Primarchs. Yeah, before they found the Primarchs again. So, so the Revenant Legion, they, you know, they had, they were getting these, you know, genes, the gene seed of uh, Sanguinius before he was discovered. And yeah, they still had the, uh, the genetic information from when they were created. Yeah. And so uh, uh, they had this fault in their, uh, this mutation inside of their, whatever makes them drink blood. And so they're like totally addicted to blood and all this stuff. And so like they had to have their own secrets and like lodges and all this jazz before Sanguinius came in and showed up in the picture. And if you know, it's like, hey, man, we're fucked up. But the Sons of Horus, they're not messed up. The, you know, the the Warhounds, they're not messed up. They're not doing this. So whatever is messing us up comes from Sanguinius. And we know he's messed up. And so, like, so that's why he tries so hard to hide it with all this art and all this. Exactly, artifice. exactly. That's nuanced. I like it. So, like, if you had your new boss come in and he's all, "Hey guys, y'all drink blood too or what?" And you're like, "Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing it. <laughs> he's the reason." It's like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. How about we not tell the imps? <laughs> it's like, oh, tight, 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 tight. All right, cool, 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 cool. And it's like so cool. Just like turn in like a, I don't know. Uh, a, a stone statue or a <laughs> go ahead and hand turkey go ahead yeah. <laughs> make sure every month every quarter you're getting your uh, getting your uh, uh, your paintings in because we got to deliver them <laughs> so they just outsource it all to one guy that's what I'm saying like or even like just a freaking like a a, a servo <laughs> like a it's like hey Jerry, you actually like doing this stuff hey do one for me <laughs> So, do, do mine, do mine. Hey, remember, uh, remember how you were on a uh, Phosphex duty? I got you. Just the uh, give me one of them, <laughs> toss me one of them, uh, those Fescos <laughs> that you got back there. <laughs> hey man, if you could just make me like a macaroni necklace or something for me to turn in, I gotta, I gotta have something. All right, this is the third week I'm not going nothing in, so I gotta have something. They're gonna put me on. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna chew me out. The Ophanum, they're gonna get mad. So. But yeah, no, that's a, a, essentially there's like a bunch of secrets and stuff like that. So like, in my mind, these are the Terrans that are like, nah, I ain't doing that. And then Sanguinis is like, well, you got to. It's like, or else what? Or else what? You know, I've been fighting by Horus for like years, right? Who do you think he's going to believe? <laughs> it's like, okay, well, maybe next week get that turned in. All right, that's what I thought. <laughs> get out of my room. <laughs> so. Yeah, because the, the word, word bears definitely established lodges in I think almost all legions. Like, there's only a couple they mentioned that it didn't take. Yep. So most legions did have those kind of like elements inside them. Well, that's the plan. That yeah. like so like ultimately, I'm making this like trader force that, uh, just kind of I mean doesn't fully just stray away from like the artsy fartsy stuff, but they do like have some sort of, you know, they they. They take pride in the fact that they're fighting along their brothers, but they don't really care for Sanguinius or what he brings to the table. Because that, that'll that'll bleed through the aesthetic. Yeah, and there's there's like they don't trust him. Okay. They they know that he is uh, he's flawed, and he's not this like perfect angel that everybody else sees. And, and they, you know, that's that's the way. That's what that's kind of like the lore I'm going with. Hell yeah. 
And so what I've done is, we talked about it last episode, was I found these uh, uh, Mark III armor with the extended curious. Yeah. Which I think everybody just calls like a dad bod Marines at this point. Cause yeah, the, the chonk plate. The chonk plate. So they got the, what, what essentially. The WWE s- belt. Yeah. <laughs> you see it on the uh, Death Guard uh, Plague, Plague Casters in a 40k yeah the plague marines carry that into their 40k aesthetic yeah it's like some of the the new heroes models the the plague casters they have that mark three armor with like which look it looks like they just have like a pot belly but in reality like underneath it's just normal armor and you can actually see inside the armor where it's attached over their existing armor it, it truly is just an additional plate and i wanted that because i wanted it like, I love the way it looks. Like, I, I love the way that it does look. But also, in my head, it was like, it's super practical. Like, it's like a fanny pack. It's practical, but not sexy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... You may not like it, but this is what peak performance looks like. It's like, look. It's like, look, I like the... I'll, look, I protected my abdomen. And also, he, like, lifts it forward. He's like, you got pockets in here. <laughs> so you keep your car keys... <laughs> In your chain, in your bolt pistol, <laughs> and maybe an arm from that dead guy over there. <laughs> so you can have a snack so later. You just got some. You just, you just ring it out. You got some blood. Want to go? <laughs> so yeah. So it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, one dude starts wearing a fanny pack, and then it's like, yeah, that is practical. It's like, yeah, right. Like, like right. You, you joke about the dude at your shop with the fanny pack, but it's like, man, he's just got all of his dice right there. They're all right there. Just like. He just pulls them out and just drops them on the table and just, it's just that easy. But yeah. So like, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, it's, uh, these guys, you know, it's, <laughs> you have <laughs> these artificers coming in and say, Hey, we're going to get you fitted for your, your ab armor. And you're like, my what? It's like, yeah, we molded this armor to look like you have an eight pack. It's like, <laughs> well, it seems a little thinner than my gut plate that I've been using. How am I supposed to get protected against, uh, how am I supposed to get protected against, you know, uh, mega arachnids? <laughs> and it's like, it's, oh, well, well, we're going to go ahead and ditch that for the, uh, for the aesthetic of the golden filigree abs. It's like, no, I think I'm, you know, I go to battle, right? <laughs> just, some, just some lieutenant, like, uh, like, yeah. So if you could just go ahead and uh, turn in your gut plates on Monday, that'd be great. Uh, we'll have the new armor coming in next week. And everybody will get fitted for that. But for now, we're not doing the gut plates anymore. <laughs> it's like, so uh, So let me get this straight. I get that the gut plate is gone because it doesn't look, as you said, sexy. The, uh, it is not aesthetic. <laughs> it's not aesthetic. But uh, Monday, I'm going to get my new armor. But Tuesday, uh, we got a battle. <laughs> so I didn't know... <laughs> How that was gonna work? <laughs> if I was not gonna get my uh, not gonna get my old armor back, because that does uh, protection. Uh, when I was doing the TikTok live, uh, <laughs> there was a I because I'm painting up right now. I've got thirty big gut plate guys, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like I've got them in all sorts of different heads. I've uh, I, I ended up making uh, the Mark Three arms the close combat arms yeah i I modeled them up with uh phobos i know he had brought me like all those uh, pieces but gluing arm to body and then hand to arm 30 times not doing it times two 
Because there's two arms? Yeah, no, no, thank you. <laughs> so I was like, let me just go ahead and cut this in half by uh, 3D modeling and 3D printing. Just go ahead and glue that on there, my slicer. <laughs> exactly. And I don't have to do that. So, uh, so I did that. Uh, but one of the things that, you know, I was working on, you know, I'm, I'm working on my Mark three guys and I started working on my command squad and with my command squad, I went with sanguinary guard. Okay. And so my sanguinary guard, I gave them the, the sexy, like, uh, the like artificer at- crafted, <laughs> like yeah. gladiator pecs, the, the, the yeah. Batman nipple armor. Yeah, so I gave them the Batman nipple armor, and the thing is, like with at, on, in TikTok, everybody's been seeing me paint up these chunky boys. I'm sure everyone has opinions on that. And so once everybody saw me working on non-thick boys, they <laughs> was like, "Boo!" They're like, "What are these? Boo. These aren't thick boys." And uh, one of the guys in the chat was like, "These are like the uh, the clean hard hats, like the like corporate." <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is like these are like your corporate boys coming in. <laughs> like, this, this, they're all, hey, Raphael, did you uh, did you get your new armor in? Oh, I think they lost it and ship it or something because it didn't. They, yes, uh, it says delivered. <laughs> I don't. I didn't sign for it. <laughs> this is your signature, isn't it? I don't know, boss. Uh, hey, I gotta go drive this Rhino. Uh, <laughs> Somebody's gotta go. Uh, Load up all the, tw- the the twin link bolters up. <laughs> so, so yeah, like as a space marine, you kind of got your own like uh, you kind of got to do your own thing. You know, your own your your own boss, like your own your own business. You know, do things the way you want to. And so, in my mind, it's kind of one of those things where like if I if you were to give me an armor that I could choose from, like you know, Mark Six is supposed to be like super sneaky armor. Uh, Mark IV is supposed to be lighter armor that lets you move around a little bit faster and kind of, uh, uh, I guess... More well-rounded? Uh, it's supposed to be like to kind of like parry other space marines because it came after the heresy. Whereas like Mark III is just like, you're a, you're a tank, right? Yeah. You just go in and you just go like handle business. Like it doesn't matter what Xeno they throw at you, it's just going to break off of you like, a, like water on a rock. And so like, I think if you were to give me the option, it's like, Hey man, do you want this? Uh, do you want this bike helmet, or do you want this uh, Kevlar reinforced helmet? It's like, yeah, give me the Kevlar reinforced helmet. If I'm gonna go fight people, it's like, well, this helmet looks a little sexier. It's like, I don't really care how sexy it looks. Like, I'm not trying to die. <laughs> like, so uh, I'm not as young as limber <laughs> and limber as some of these new uh, ball lights coming in here. <laughs> so. I was raised on Terra. <laughs> <laughs> Terra Firma, baby. So, so yeah. So, that's, like, the the most roughest, like, idea as far as, like, what happened there. Okay. I'm excited to see them hit the table. Uh, yeah. So, so like, I've been painting hard to get them on the table. Like, I built them specifically for this, like, Siege of Sithonia campaign you're running. And I'm getting them painted specifically for this campaign you're running. And every single night I put in the work hours to get these models painted up. And it's, uh, what's really cool about them. And I keep telling everybody on the, uh, on stream is the way their gut plate is it's rounded. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is when I do my Zenithal, the top gets this gorgeous highlight. And then I come from underneath like my, 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 my recipe is pro acryl bold red. Well, so I do black and then I do a zenithal of white 
And then for my top, I'll do a, a, a bold red, like kind of thin down a little bit. So the Zenithal shows through. And then like I'll do Zen, I'll do that bold red all over, but really thin. And then I'm taking their burnt red, which is more like, it's kind of like a corn reddish look. And I'll, I'll hit that underneath the model. So you I've just, got that top. You get this gradient across the plate. Dude, I get this beautiful gradient across their stomachs. It is like the, 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 that nice gradient you see normally on like shoulder pads. I get it right across this big old part of their stomach. Just right on the orb. And so you just like immediately when you're looking at these models, you, your eyes drawn straight below the belt. You're, you're like, he's like, Hey buddy, my eyes are up here. <laughs> Stop looking at my gradient. <laughs> what you looking at my gut for? <laughs> what you looking at my gut for? <laughs> and so like right in front of you is just like, it's like, Hey bro, can you, can you blend your colors? Well, it's like, I don't know. Can I <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> just pop one of those bad boys? out. <laughs> look at that. Huh? You like that? It's like, oh, wow. Oh, that looks great. Oh, my gosh. It's like, that's not the natural light. And I've been like, in my live, I've been like flipping my model upside down so people can see that's like, that is a natural, like, painted gradient that is not actually light that they're looking at. I know that is a pronounced gut, but that is not a real shadow. <laughs> that is a, <laughs> that is a recreated shadow from paints and skill. So, and what would be the perfect <laughs> curvature <laughs> to make that happen? So I've been getting a lot of good compliments on that. I, they're just been fun, dude. Like what's crazy is I'm painting them so fast, like to get them ready and on the table, but they're so fun to paint that they're coming out like really nice where I like want to paint like my old, uh, tactical squads, like my old Mark six stuff. I want to repaint them because I think like this new stuff, like, I don't know if it's the pro acryl. I don't know if it's the me dialing in these new techniques. I, I have no idea what it is, but these models are like some of the best I've painted and like hands down, they're like some of the funnest I've painted. So hell yeah, it's just, it's just been working out, but I've got apothecaries. I've got to paint tonight, so I'll get those done. Um, I've got my Praetor that I modeled up. I'm pretty excited about him. I got that from JD. Uh, oh, yeah. I wanted a, a, a thick boy Praetor. So one of the Age of Darkness box Praetors? Yeah. The, the thick boy? So the thick boy. Um, the one with the, the sword is the one I got. And, okay. I, and I lopped his sword off uh, and put, him on my, put the sword on my Zephin model. Yeah, Cause I wanted them to have a, just a massive claymore. And then I took the, uh, the one of the sanguinary guard, uh, blades that kind of looks more like a blade of perdition to me. Okay. And I gave him that sword and I gave him that flat face helmet. Nice. I want him to look evil, but I do want to look him, make him look like, a uh, essentially, you know, big dick in charge, big dick in charge, but also, you know, I don't want him to look like I've been traitor all along. He's got like horns oh. and stuff like that. It makes no sense. Like Saturday morning cartoon evil. Yeah. Yeah. I want him to look like he's, you know, definitely was somebody of power and, and you would never know. So that being said, uh, I did, uh, get from artisans of all. He made a, a thicker boy, uh, a jump pack. Yes. Yeah, so, you showed me. so he took his original jump pack that he has for sale and then he just added extra thrusters to it and then like upscaled at 120% to go on the uh, big boy Praetors. And so like my big boy Praetor can hang out with his big boy uh, attack squads and stuff like that. Hell yeah. 
So I got that. I got that printed up today as far as the, the jump pack goes. Praetor's already built. He's those, ready to go. Those bigger guys, they need a little extra juice. Yeah, yeah. You got to get them up there. Um, printed that up today. It's 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 been a it's it's been a good time. I also got printed up today. Uh, so July fifteenth. Yes, I have a uh, uh, airbrush one on one class that I'm giving at the uh, Crossroads uh, uh, Art House in Victoria, and so in Victoria, Texas. Gotta say that for the Canadians out there, and the just, Australians, and the Australians. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's been a real confusing timeline every now and then. Yeah, so. Uh, uh, July 15th, if you're a Texas-based, it's a $10 fee uh, that doesn't go to me. It goes straight to the art house. Uh, if you guys want to uh, get in a basic airbrushing one-on-one class, it'll be from, uh, not, I think it's 9 to 1230 or something like that. It's not, a, it's not a very long class. It's just to get you what you need to get airbrushing and get going. Uh, I printed up a bunch of Mark III Marine uh, busts. They're about nice. like that big. Okay. And so that way everybody can learn how to make gradients and all that stuff and not like working on like a little model, not working on a rhino, working on something that has a bunch of curves to it as far as flat areas and all that stuff. I, I printed up a bunch of those little Mark III Marines. And I will say I ran out of normal resin, so I just used pure ABS Pro on those. Oh, yeah? Uh, when when it everybody wants to use ABS until it's time to remove supports. Ooh. <laughs> those suckers like... <laughs> So I'm gonna get some clippers to get those suckers off, but get after it with an angle grinder. I should have used light supports. I use those those medium supports, and they are mediumly supported. I'll tell you that much. So, yeah, I will say if you're out there and you're like have a bunch of stuff you need to get painted, taking a painting class will just give you nothing but motivation. Every time I've come back from some kind of painting class, it's just I just shoot through my backlog. That's how it works, especially airbrushing classes, man. That that really takes you especially if you haven't been airbrushing and you switch to airbrushing or you move to airbrushing you take a class uh it changes your full momentum on like oh, how yeah. you're going to work stuff out yeah you'll be you'll be painting everything like i can reasonably get out if i were to sit down and try and knock out a squad it'd probably take me about four hours for a full squad the slowest part is definitely the brush painting mm -hmm. but as much like i couldn't imagine if i were to hand paint uh, no, it would take ages to get the same gradient. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could not imagine. So, yeah. And all the time you save with the airbrush is time you can put into different parts of the process. Yep. That's the way I see it. So hell yeah, it's exciting. I was also working on a secret model the entire time, but <gasps> it is something that we cannot talk about until my game this week because it will be making a surprise appearance on the table. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, no, that being said, why don't you tell me about your hobby progress? All right, so it's been a relatively slow week as far as production. Uh, I had some stuff printing it up for Powerful John with the Accountability Buddies. Oh, really? Yeah, so I uh, got that printed up and sent off to him. Um, I'm not going to talk about it until he talks about it, just because it's stuff he's working on. Uh, but I did kind of give him, now he's got our addresses. Mm -hmm. So he said that, keep an eye out for that. Oh my. I don't know. It's just going to be a bunch of G.I. <laughs> Joe-related items, I feel like, at this point. <laughs> Some Cobra. <laughs> he signed us up for a Cobra. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, thank you for your donations and being a member of Cobra. <laughs> oh, man, dang it. dang it. I'm a member of a terrorist organization now. 
Uh, damn weather dominator paying for the new weather dominator uh, for those not aware he did have a, a beautiful uh, cobra themed militia last edition and like he had the whole display board with little screens playing like cobra propaganda and smoke machines and playing the music and everything just everything done to the nines he's got like the the like transports that he runs his arvis lighters from the show He's got the bats, the, the battle robots for his uh, make it like allied mechanicum detachment Thalax stuff. It just just everything you can think of. He's got Destro. He's got Cobra Commander. Like he's if you haven't seen his full like Cobra list, it's a sight to behold. Yeah, the man does have a lot of GI Joe related models. <laughs> yeah. uh, aside from that, uh, trying to print up some sabers. I want to play around with some sabers but that was a more recent kind of addition to my to-do list you can do the volkite ones or what probably just this just stock snub auto cannons okay so i did get a few games in for this campaign trying to keep an eye on that and uh kind of administrate that a little more so last thursday i got a game in with local cody powerful cody before you go into your games oh. how is the campaign since you're the one running it, yes. How is the like facilitation side of it going? How is you? How are you doing as far as like running it and all that jazz? So right now I'm kind of hands off, just kind of letting the games happen the way that they would happen anyway. Uh, I'm using the kind of the mission setups from Siege of Cthonia. It has new core missions. It has book recommendations for terrain. Uh, a whole process for deciding the mission, then pick terrain, then you and your opponent roll off and then take turns setting each piece of terrain up. And then if you want more, if you and your opponent agree to, you can do more. Because if you do it just out of the book, you end up with like a competitive 40K table where you've got two main features and then a few pieces of scatter terrain. Right. It's a little sparse compared to what we're used to around here. Uh, but by the book, it's like, hey, if you and your opponent go until you're both happy. Right. Um, as far as facilitation on my end, I'm more trying to get ready for the apex missions. Those, one of them does have a few specific terrain, terrain features it needs like uh, crash ships and grav mines. So most of what I've been working on is just kind of going into that. There's been stuff we've been printing up and just trying to make a cool like area terrain feature because you like show up and you search it and it might like trigger a bit of a void shield from like a Geller field or it might explode. Yeah. I, I guess my, my question more line along the lines of like, as far as Siege of Sithonia goes from the books, like you're very hands off. I've noticed like, it's just like straight up like, Hey, cool. Y'all want to play, then go play. And then if you have points you want to submit to me, then submit them to me. Yeah. So, so is that working out pretty well? It's like uh, people getting games in and all that jazz. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of self motivation that's involved as far as like people go. Yeah. So I was trying to like get this done sooner rather than later. And that was just like, Hey, people were asking when we're going to kick it off. I'm like, cool. We're kicking it off. How about next weekend? If mm -hmm. you want to play, get your games in for next week, this week, go for it. Uh, the way I've got the list submission or the game submission up. If you want to play multiple games, uh, as long as your opponent hasn't played a game yet, that's fine. It works. Mm -hmm. And just kind of facilitating getting games going. Most of that is uh, just kind of see what the what the the campaign system does on its own in a void, and then come in and start building stuff around it. So by itself, it seems like it's running fine. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've got games going on anyway, and this is just kind of a way to tie them together. Yeah, that's what it feels like. And I was kind of, I want to have it where you can drop in and drop out. People from out of town came up this weekend, this past weekend, and they got some games in and those counted. And I'm just trying to make it so that cool stuff can happen. Yeah, definitely. That's what it feels like anyway. So if you buy the book, and I think one of the things we've established is you kind of have to have a core group of players that has a decent amount of points. Yeah, if you run it out of the book, the core missions are balanced around 3,000 points, mm-hmm. and then some of the core missions add points on top of that. Or not the core missions, the uh, Apex missions. And so you probably want like about six players minimum? Maybe. I think I think you could have it work just fine for two people. If you and your buddy is, if that's your gaming group is you and your buddy, you can actually get a campaign going and it doesn't take too much bookkeeping at all. No, it doesn't seem like it does at all. Because like your games are just game to game and then you roll to see if you trigger the Apex mission after every game. Uh, it kind of seems like the, the teams are a little more, feel like an afterthought as far as just my reading of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to kind of facilitate everything working together. So in this case, it would just be a straight up, you and your buddy, if you want to run a Siege of Estonia campaign, just go out, grab y'all's armies, go to town, follow the book, and... Yeah, after every game, you roll to see if the next game is going to be the Apex mission, or you do, if you want to do that before you play, so that you've got something to... Like, like there's a lot of ways you can do it. Killer. And I, I think they kind of designed it as a small building block that you can build on top of, rather than having it be this like huge thing... And then it's like, oh, well, if my gaming group is just two people, how do we how do we make this work with two people? Oh, we just just do it. We just play games, I guess. OK. Very cool. All right. So and back to the games you played. Yeah. Uh, every time somebody's like, hey, I'm working on this to have ready for this campaign. I'm like, well, I hope next week doesn't end up being the last week. <laughs> <laughs> Could be unfortunate. Uh, it, it's not entirely set in stone when the last round's going to be. Which I, I like that. And I'm already thinking of stuff we could do to adapt it, adapt it. But like I've been saying, I'm just trying to uh, take note of those ideas and then let them go and just focus on the here and now. Dig it. Yeah. So Thursday I played powerful Cody. Okay. And I dusted off my night Lords. So I'm playing with the traders right now. And uh, there's a list I built last edition around drop assault Vanguard, which doesn't have a like direct comparison there's nothing that's like, oh, okay, a bunch of assault marines come in and the list is built around that. So what I had done was uh, incorrect. I ran Angel's Wrath. And so my flying transports coming on turn one were my Anvilus Dreadclaws. Okay. And that was a bad idea. Okay. Tell that, me that list was terrible. So it was like two units, like two 15-man units of assault squads with uh, apothecaries and chaplains, uh, unit of terminators that teleport because of Sevatar, and two squads of Meltavets in Dreadclaws, and then a Fire Raptor and a Lightning. Because that's what I had from last edition. I'm like, cool, I get everything into the list, and we'll see how it goes. Well, Cody brought a Daredeo. Ouch. Volkite heavy support squad. <laughs> Bless you. With augury scanner, I'm guessing? Yeah. Okay. It didn't matter. Uh, two units of tac marines on the table, and then everything else he had was three units of death storm that he may or may not have been able to actually take in the list. Which Rattle War? Uh, Day of Revelation. Okay. 
Uh, we've looked at the rules, and it's very unclear how that works. Yeah. Uh, us, like area denial drop and orbital assault vehicle like contradict each other. Yep. It's a mess. Uh, he also had a unit of Angel's Tears, which didn't do anything that game. Was a, it full assault cannon Angel Tears? Oh, yeah. Okay. They, they didn't have to do anything that game. And then he had the Dawnbreakers with Spears. Okay. Yeah. Initiative five. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're rough. Yeah. I was still used to you having to charge to get the initiative bonus. Nah, they got reach. Nah. Nah, that's not how that works anymore. So the way that the game worked is he had first turn. So his Death Storm drop pods came in and didn't do anything because I didn't have anything on the table. Then my turn rolls up. Uh, the mission we were playing, by the way, was the one where you put down five objectives. At the end of your turn, you can grab one and then take it off the table. Okay. So my turn, I bring in my two Dread Claws because any of my flying transports can just come on the table turn one via my right of war. And his Daredevil says, cool, 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 cool. Which one has Sevitar in it? All right, cool. Uh, shoots it out of the sky and everybody dies. But Sevitar makes his invul save because if you're in a flyer and it crashes, it's a strength 10 AP2 hit. Yes. It's very, very punishing. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> so he made his invul, so he got to survive. And then the heavy support, the Volkite squad lit up. Could you, okay, just going back. Okay, yeah, what's up? Like, so <laughs> could you imagine, like, because I can't remember last edition what happens if you crash and burn, what happened to the troops inside? Like, but. <laughs> it was bad. Like, I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like when they were writing that rule, they were like, yeah, what should happens when we crash and burn? What happens to the troops inside? And then some dude's like, probably like strength 10 AP2. It's like, I don't know, man. That seems kind of, it's like, no, nah, man. Absolutely, we should. Like, hell no. You're, fly, you're, you're, you're flying from 20,000 feet and hitting the ground. <laughs> like, to put it in perspective, if that same destroyed flyer falls on top of you, you still get your, power, your, your armor save. Well, you're still inside of it crashing, you know, at whatever speed you were going. I can't imagine any parachute able to hold a one ton space Marine. So I think they just fall like bricks, like just like <laughs> scatters them out. Like, like luggage from an airplane, <laughs> like, like pamphlet drops in world war two. <laughs> so it's like throwing a handful of rocks into the lake. That'd be the worst thing that you could possibly see. It's like, Oh good. The space Marines are here to save us. <laughs> just a bunch of space Marines raining. Just like, much much scarier falling power armored space marine Just a suit of power armor crashes through your building <laughs> exactly is he alive <laughs> no brother <laughs> i'm not <laughs> yikes the armor's fine space marine is not <laughs> the space marine's paste uh, yeah basically that that's kind of what happened Okay. The heavy support squad lit up the other one as best they could. They needed six to hit because it was a flyer. They needed six to glance it because of the armor. Uh, they almost took it out, and that was my turn. And so then the Daredeo just shoots down the other one, mm -hmm. and all those guys die. And he... Yeah, so, the, so he wipes me off the table, but it's the top of the turn, and you're not tabled until the end of the game turn okay so on my turn i'm like well i hope my deep strike comes in and i roll my deep strike comes in so i'm like awesome i don't imagine i don't immediately lose the game and bonus i get my fire raptor i get to see how this thing does and uh spoiler alert the daredeo is still on the table so it doesn't do much 
It flies on the table and gets stunned and dies next turn. So what's making the Derradeo so powerful? I thought, it, like in my mind, it was strength seven, AP two, or something like that. Is it still that way? Uh, it's strength. I think it's strength seven, rending five up. Okay. And all my flyers are armor like twelve. Okay. And is it Sunder as well? Yes. Okay. So I they're just light armored enough to where the auto cannons just rip them up. Gotcha. And these are, yeah. So I put in my first 15-man assault squad. His day of revelation came in early in the turn, and he capped a couple more objectives. So I dropped one of my 15-man assault squads where they can threaten his character because I'm, like, trying to get points back now. I need Slay the Warlord. And then I roll for my my uh, how organized my drop pot or deep strike assault is, and I roll that one. So I'm, I've been waiting to see kind of what this does to a game, and it is it is brutal. Oh, yeah, four shots, heavy four, rending five up. Twin link, sunder. Twin link, sunder. Yeah. And then because it didn't move, it gets skyfire, and it can intercept her for free. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's that helical targeting array. Yep. And then rent the two up now in rending allows you to push the explosion, right? So against vehicles, it doesn't give it AP2. Okay. So that's why it didn't kill my uh, Fire Raptor. It just had to... It took it down to one whole point left, and it was stunned or shaken, so it couldn't... Uh, that is snapshoot everything. But enough to do that to the... And those are... And Daredeos are Ballistic Skill 5, so they hit on twos, yes. twin length, so yes. all four shots are hitting. Yes. And then it's Sunder versus Strength 7, front armor, like of a... 12. A 12, so... Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, it's enough. Yeah, because all you need is a five or better. And it also gets the missiles, if that's not enough. Yeah, yeah. You're having a rough time. Your Dreadclaws are having a rough time. Yeah, and it was enough to, to put some hurt on the Fire Raptor. It didn't take it out that turn. And Dreadclaws can't... Wait, your Dreadclaws came in in Flyer mode? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they don't have the rule that specifies they have to Deep Strike. Oh, Okay. Oh, so you chose to bring them on not in hover mode. Right. Because okay. I wanted them to have to snapshoot. Oh, okay. And then you're and, like... And also not be able to charge them and just crack them. And your head, in your head, you're like, nah, one day or day I was not going to... Oh, my God. Well, no, in my head, I'm like, okay, one of these is going to... I'm losing this to the Daredeo. That's the tax the Daredeo takes. I should have imagined that Daredeos were a model that existed, and I just didn't account for it. And that's one of the things where, with the helical targeting array, don't you have to choose Skyfire or not Skyfire in your shooting phase? Uh, you can or, choose to give it Skyfire until your next turn. Okay, and so he obviously did. Yes. And so in that case, in the future, you're like, does that have Skyfire right now? He goes, yes. It's like, okay, cool. We're coming in hover mode. Like, we're not going to... We're, we're not dealing it, with that. It wouldn't have mattered. He still hits me on twos and would have torn me up. I thought with Skyfire, you have to shoot at... Uh, if you're not shooting at something flying, you go into snapshots and everything else. Oh, yeah, I suppose I could have done that. I so it's like, like, it. like if everything else in his army wasn't capable of killing Daredeo, it's like j- just so you like because I'm, I'm trying to think of like how we could all learn from this. Like because it sounds like this Daredeo was just a blind menace on the field, just absolutely controlling everything. Well, so if the Daredeo wasn't like had Skyfire and was going to like not hit it, the heavy support squad would have definitely torn it up with the strength six Volkite 
five shots each, 10 of them by weight of dice. He was going to glance it out. Right. Yeah. But you know, at that point it's a, yeah, it's in my case, it was, you know, the devil you choose. Yeah, exactly. And I'm guessing both of them were like right next to each other or were they both watching? Cause it's 48 the, inches for the Daredevil and like 45 inches for the, yeah, the, the, heavy, Hulk su- the heavy support squad was kind of spread out about maybe a foot, a foot wide kind of in his deployment zone. Mm-hmm. And they'd moved up in his turn cause they didn't have to shoot anything cause I didn't have anything. And so like just Monday morning for quarterback. So if yeah. you would have hovered in, I'd have been facing down a bunch of shots cause the but, movement, but, but your dudes inside would have lived. Yes. This is the exact same yes. problem that Josh faced against me. Yes, with his uh, bumblebee list. With his bumblebee list. Yeah. It was it was more dangerous for him to fly on than it would have been to hover on. Mm-hmm. Because if he would have hovered on, then his people would have still lived whenever it decided to uh, lose its when. gas. And Not if, but when. Yeah, when. when All of your Arvis lighters get destroyed. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Because it like it's it's a double whammy, right? It's it absolutely a, is a double whammy. It like you're dealing more damage because you chose to fly on than they could have possibly done with the auto cannons. Yeah. So there's something to think about. Like something like I learned from you talking now that if I see a Daredevil, it's like okay, we're hovering. Does on. it have Skyfire? Does it have Skyfire, sir? It sure does. All right, okay, cool. We're, we're coming hover, low. We're just, gonna, we're just <laughs> casually gonna hover on up. <laughs> you know what? We'll go ahead and park out here. <laughs> We're going to walk <laughs> it in. We're just going to walk. I'd have done way better if everything just walked. <laughs> well, you now you know. So all my flyers that came onto the table, like one at a time, in perfect, like orderly fashion for his Daredeo. And then my deep strike comes in disordered. So I, I just get- imagine a Daredeo with like a cigar. <laughs> just... <laughs> Just like the muzzle flashed, was just smoking this big ass cigar. No, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, if you're wondering how, like, what happens when you roll that one on your deep strike, does it just like stop the game in its tracks? It depends on how much you're depending on that deep strike. Oh yeah. So you place down one model, then you scatter it. Mine didn't scatter. That was really cool. And I place the rest of the unit. Then you roll a d6. If you get a one, like I did, or a one, two, or three, if there's a master of signal present, uh-huh. then your opponent places the rest of your units. 24 inches away. Anywhere within 24 inches. Yeah. So the way I had my, it was a, it was a big unit. So the way they were spread out, both of my table corners happened to be within 24 inches. Oh. So I had a unit of Terminators that teleported into one corner, and then my other 15-man assault squad came down in the other corner, and... Yeah, that was it. Oh, wow. And so you roll a single dice for every unit after the first one that's coming in, right? You roll one die, period. Okay. If it's disorganized, your opponent gets to place the rest of your units. Interesting. Like every other model. Okay. So my Terminators are no longer affecting the game. They're too far away. They don't have the movement. Right. And my Assault Squad is like on the other side of his death storms where whatever they do, they're going to have to go through a whole bunch of fire uh, templates from the, the AP three templates from the Daredeo and just not have a good time. Mm. So completely just checked out of the game fully. Yeah, pretty much. I, I assaulted his Dawnbreakers with what I did have just cause I was like, Hey, I need to get these points. If they assault me, it's not going to be a game. So I'm going to assault them and see what happens. Uh, turns out they're going to kill most of my dudes at, a, at initiative five. And that's what that happens. And so you rolled a one for your deep strike? Yeah. Mishap? Oof. 
sucks. Hey, man, you keep rolling deep strikes, eventually it's going to happen. Yeah. And I was interested to see what happens when you hit it. And it is exactly as devastating as I thought it was going to be. Well, at that point, you just go for objectives and pray. And <laughs> what objectives? If, he wouldn't have put me there if there was any objectives nearby. No, oh, I thought he was just trying to keep you away. It's like, oh, cool, there's objectives over here at least. No, he's just no, putting just, you in each corner. No, the objectives couldn't be within deployment zones or within like six inches of table edges. Ugh. So my guys are just in timeout. <laughs> it's like, well, mathematically, it'll take me 11 turns to get to you. So I it's guess like, well, just... there's a tactical squad 13 inches away from my Terminators. Uh, they're going to move up and oh, you're just going to fall back. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. That's fair. Rough. The roughest. And then so initiative five, he wipes out most of my assault squad. And then his turn, he annihilates the rest of the squad and caps more objectives, finishes off my fire after. And then turn three, my lightning comes in and gets shot down. And I'm just like, hey, I think we can call it. Oof. So with two units and one of my own dice rolls, I basically just lost everything. Well, so that the problem there was my list was not good. Like I, I was trying to shoehorn models I had from a previous list into a list with no like analog from last edition. Yeah. And I did it probably the least efficient way, the least efficient, least cohesive way to where everything was just kind of doing its own thing. And like, he wasn't just like spamming Daredeos. Like after the game, single Daredeo. Yeah. After the game, he's like, Hey, should I not have done that? Was it, is a Daredeo kind of like a, like a jerk move? I'm like a single Daredeo. No, you brought one Daredeo because he had it kicking around in his collection. He heard they're pretty cool. This edition and wanted to test it out. And probably had the perfect game for it. But, like, if I played Tyler, Tyler runs two Daredeos. Yes, he does. I would I would not have had a turn two. Oof. Daredeos just come on up. They got the glow up, man. There, and those are the last cannon Daredeos that Tyler has, too. Yeah. Well, he's got them magnetized. So that was the first game I played. And after that, I'm like, I need to sit down and... Uh, I need to rethink this whole list. So after that, I switched it up to Terror Assault. I replaced all of those Assault Marines with Night Raptors with Lightning Claws and Chaplain Apothecary, the whole business. I dropped the Fire Raptor and Lightning entirely, and I dropped the Veterans down to Troop, the uh, the Tacticals, Mm -hmm. just to have scoring units. Mm -hmm. And Saturday, I played Steven from Houston. He, He and Michael came down. It was really cool to see them. And I played as Steven's Custodes, and I actually did way better despite playing against Custodes, which I had not played this edition. What list did you, the same list or no? Well, it, I'd, uh, I'd retuned my list into the Terror Assault. Okay. So now I've got Night Raptors with Lightning Claws, which do significantly better. They're weapon skill five, they get Sudden Strike, so that when they charge, they're actually at initiative five. And then re-rolling to hit from my chaplain, re-rolling to wound from shred. It's just a better time. Yeah, all day. So he had two of the skimmers. They're kind of like lance, how lane speeders used to be, where they're still vehicles. They've got like an 18-inch long laser. Oh, I also had uh, three Death Storm drop pods, because I want to see how those do. Okay. So he had two of the, the skimmers and then just a bunch of custodes. He had Valdor in a unit of regular custodes, the spear guys. He had some of the units with the Meridian Blades, which is two, like, paired blades. Yeah. And 
honestly, everything that they did just kind of blended together because everything was like strength five AP two. Oof. So whatever they had, it's like, okay, let me guess. They wound me on threes and I don't get armor saves because then that's just kind of what it worked out to. So all of his special dudes were exactly as special as the like base custode. Yeah. Uh, he also brought a five-man unit of the Sagittarum or Sagittars, the guys with basically heavy bolters. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't do anything. Oh. It, it's, it was just guys with heavy bolters. <laughs> it was like, yeah, this unit is uh, for the same points. I could have had two more of these skimmers. I'm like, why would you ever take those? He's like, mm. I don't know. I'm not a dick. That's why. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, because I painted them up and they look really good, and I want to put them on the table. Rough. So the mission we had is there's one objective in the middle of the table. Uh, at the end of your turn, you can score it for one victory point for the number of turns. So it's one point on turn one, two on turn two, etc. Okay. And once you do that, it scatters D6 plus six inches. Okay. That's... Yeah. So if you don't score it, it doesn't move. But if somebody scores it, you scatter it. Okay. So I drop the tax squads on the table along with one of my Night Raptor squads, just because I don't want to get tabled and... Now I'm kind of worried about getting tabled. Yeah, you were uh, still fresh. With three things in reserve, I was pretty sure at least something was going to come on turn two, but now everything's deep striking. So if I, get, if I don't get that one roll, then I got to try not to get tabled. Right. So I had first turn, and now I've got night fighting because Terra assaults, and he's like, cool, I wanted that anyway. I'm like, well, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> at least I get shrouded. So, that's a minimum. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I'm playing custodes and that's just Not how it goes. Yeah. So I move up, grab the objective and it, uh, my death storm come in and pop, like put a couple wounds on a couple of dudes. It was pretty cool. I had fun with it. And then I grab the objective for one point and it immediately scatters directly like 11 inches, like into his deployment zone. Like a football. <laughs> it just like it's bounces the, <laughs> and like a custode goes, Hey, Whoa. It's like I was playing Blood Bowl again. <laughs> Fumble. Fumble on the objective. The flag on the play. Exactly. Yeah, then his turn, uh, he shoots at my Death Storms, and I actually... So the Death Storms are pretty fun with Return Fire and Overwatch. Because he basically uses them to like get extra charge move and just like move his guys faster. Because they are technically a squad, right? They are a squadron, so they all shoot. Yeah, so they return fire all three... And does, do you expel ammunition if you return fire with them? Every time you use the gun, you have to roll for it. Okay. So thankfully they didn't run out of ammunition the turn they came in, as well as the twice they shot in his turn, because they shot at one of the speeders that shot them and actually killed it. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's like, a, I forget what his armor value was, but it was low enough that I could glance it. What are the strength of those missiles? Six. AP? Uh, AP, not enough. Okay. AP, like... Four or five. And how many shots is it? Nine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they hit on fives because blitz skill two, but... Nine per... Nine per. So that's 27 shots from a unit of three? Yeah. A strength six? And when they shoot on my turn, they shoot every enemy unit within, uh, I think, 12 inches, 18 inches. But it's blitz skill two, right? Blitz skill two, so you hit on fives. Not twin linked? Not twin linked. Oof. Okay. Hey, hey roll good. Yeah, well, that 27 becomes uh, well, <laughs> nine because really they're quick. night lords. Each vehicle counts as 10 models. Hey, I outnumber you. Okay. So that's strength six against infantry. 
against the custodes, I wound on threes and then it bumps to twos because I outnumber them. Yeah. And then because the skimmer is one vehicle, I'm 30 to 10. My strength six goes up to seven, basically. I get plus one on my armor penetration. And their toughness seven on the land speeder thing? Uh, it's a vehicle. It has a oh. uh, armor value. Oh. So I forget exactly what it was. Enough to beat the shit out of it, though. Yeah, it, it was enough to... Plant it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Which, that was pretty fun. And then he goes and charges it, and then I put out, like, another couple of wounds with Overwatch. So those all got wiped. Uh, the new missions have, like, six or so secondary objectives. So you get a victory point if you kill any enemy units in your first turn. And you get a victory point if you kill any enemy units during the first turn. So because he killed my Death Storm unit on his turn, that's worth two victory points, one for each. And then because I killed one of the speeders, which was an independent unit with, with the return fire, I got one because I killed it during the first turn, but not during my first turn. Interesting. So okay. the, the big list of secondary objectives is one thing that I'm really trying to get used to with this new one, the, the, the new missions. Because there's like last man standing is up to two victory points if you like two to one outnumber your opponent at the end of the game. Right. Then there's, you know, Slay the Warlord, uh, Price of Failure, but not called Price of Failure anymore. And these were four-turn four turn missions, right? Yes. Big I'm, deal. I'm digging the four-turn. Me too. Like, I... So I, I like it a lot. Neither of the games I played made it to four turns, but uh, I did hear uh, Pretty and Jeremy play a game, and they and Pretty's like four turns is like fantastic. And what's cool is about these missions because they have the kind of like rolling objectives that like every turn you can get points off of them. It doesn't it doesn't do well if you're one of those like I'll run everything onto the objective of the last turn. You have to be in you have to be moving from turn one and in people's face turn one. It depends on the mission. But so, most of them yeah. are, are get the fuck out of your deployment zone and get working because yeah. you only have four turns to do it. Oh, yeah. Like, get, get to work, start stacking points. Yeah. So after that, uh, the objective just kind of sca- kept scattering in his direction. Uh, he capped it at the end of his turn and it went even further into his deployment zone. And... Thankfully, my deep strike came in. I uh, assaulted Valdor with a contemptor out of a dreadclaw, which was really funny. Uh, Valdor hit him like three times, instant death, and he just made all of his invul saves. Oh, <laughs> bogus. And then he just like crumped Valdor's unit. Excellent. Yeah, dude, that contemptor was MVP. Uh, my terminators were riding in my other dreadclaw, and then they just kind of got charged. Or they charged a unit, took out three custodes in the unit. And then got charged back and got wiped. Basically, it took everything I had to like maneuver with like retreat and the Night Lord's one where if you charge me, I can fall back to try to like maintain a safe distance where I can charge because any of my units that get charged are going to get wiped. At initiative five, he's just going to kill too many guys. I'm not going to be able to recover. So I need that sudden strike to fight him at initiative. So we just kind of traded back and forth fighting over the objective until turn three or four, I think turn three, where he got my warlord. He was able to cap that objective for more victory points because later turns are worth more points. And then at that point, I was just outnumbered because he had a high number of small count units. So the the score ended up being like 10 to two. It was very one-sided, but I felt like I did really good that game. It's good. It's good to hear. I mean, it, it sounds like it was a much more 
a two-sided game than your first game. So, I mean, more than the score would let on. Just because the the two victory points for outnumbering me two to one at the end, and then the the three or four victory points for the objective was just that's just painful. Mm-hmm. But I had a, I had a good time with it. Uh, custodes are kind of wild. I think I forget which unit he was talking about. I think one of the units is like for a hundred points, you get three custodes. Okay, and it's like well, that's way better than attack squad. Way better than attack squad. If you only get three, oh, for a hundred points, you get three custodes. I think I'd have to double check. I, I didn't like audit his list, but he was telling me like, "Hey, so here's the stuff that's kind of crazy. These are going to be less crazy. Uh, don't prioritize taking these out because these guys just have heavy bolters. But these guys are custodes. If you played custodes last edition, you know what they do." Now they've got like a nemesis thing where if they're fighting a unit and that unit has either weapon skill five on everybody or has this type of character or this, that, or the other, it's a nemesis unit. So you get plus one on your charge distance against them. You get bonuses here. You get bonuses there. Uh, They're just pretty wild. It, it was a lot to take in. Well, it sounds like you got the, uh, sounds like you got their number. If anything, <laughs> I wouldn't say that, <laughs> <laughs> but no, he gave me some really good advice as far as like tweaking my list in the future. I'm thinking about swapping the death storms for sabers. Okay. I so, do love me some sabers. So you take that same ideology, right? I've got a unit of three sabers. They're night Lords and they count as 30. They count as 30. Okay. So if they outnumber you, they get plus one to wound or plus one on armor penetration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So their guns are now strength seven twin linked sunder. But considered strength six for the purposes of uh, defensive weapons, right? Well, no, they're, they're true strength seven. Oh, okay. I so they're they effectively six. strength eight when okay. shooting at a vehicle that is not in a squadron of four. Mm, okay. And their heavy bolters become strength six? Uh, yeah, against those same tanks. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I was probably going to squeeze out the points to give multi-meltas. Just because I have zero anti-armor in my list. Like... If I've got, if my opponent has a Spartan, I need those sabers to pop that Spartan. Have you considered Land Speeder Proteus? Uh, I'm not trying to like print up a whole bunch of stuff for this list, and a saber is a lot easier to like oh. paint up on the cheap. I'm gonna like they're real quick. Yeah, because the <laughs> the Proteus that you can print up right now, the land the Land Speeder Proteus is a not a one to one, not too involved. Eh, it's a. It, the, the only model I've seen out for it, if you're going to print up, is not the same scale as the mm. actual Forge Proteus. Yeah, I mean, it's a list I made last edition, and I've kind of... I would rather kind of, like, sell this list off, so I'm not trying to add too much to it. Gotcha. If you're going to give me the option between a Saber and a Proteus, because I've played both of them, the Land Speeder Proteus, Land Speeder all day. Okay. All day. Well, it... I I'll believe flank. it only counts as one model for a talent for murder. Oh. Unless it has bulky. Mm, I don't know. It, it should, I feel like. <laughs> it's cavalry. That's one of those things. It might be like on the list of special rules you get for having a, a Legion land speeder Proteus piece of war gear. I do love me 
some Proteus. I just found out that they have Deep Strike, and in Day of Revelation, you just like oh yeah, they just show up, show up right where you need them to be. So that's why I'm taking them this game. It's just gonna be like, hey, what's up, multi meltas? Pew pew pew. <laughs> so yeah, it's three different units. Which one do you want to intercept? That guy? Cool. I'll just take him off the table for you. Don't worry about it. What else? <laughs> what else we got? Uh, yeah, they don't have bulky. And it's not in what they get. And I don't think it does anything for cavalry. Mm, okay. Like, it specifically calls out vehicles count as 10. Well, I don't know. You just slap multi multis on them and call it a day, right? Yeah. They're just, you can one pop them. That's yeah. what sucks about, like, so, my sabers, every game get one popped. So the Proteus, is that just like the 40k land speeder? Oh, it can be. I mean, it's not, but which one is it? Is it like the the, the danger the danger like? cart? Yeah. Okay. The 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 non OSHA compliant one. Yeah, but people use the the non javelin land speeder for it too, just like the forty k land speeder. Okay. So, but it works. Those things are great. I every game I'll squeeze one in, and they just outperform your expectations. They're gonna get their points back because they're nothing. I was originally running a Graviton Multimelta, but dual Multimelta, it's like 135 points, something like that. Dual Multimelta, the way to go, all the way. Because they can outflank, deep strike, all that jazz. If you have anything special that does anything for your deep striking units, then like Dave Dave Revelation, disgusting. (laughs) You just basically, you know, no scatter, pick a point, land them there and say, yeah, you want to shoot this guy, this one land speeder? It's like, well, I have to. It's like, cool. Well, here's another one. Same spot. <laughs> like, so, uh, there you and, go. And, and then in addition to that, you know, if you also have outflank, so. That's another option, yeah. They show up in the worst spots that you don't want them to be. Like, hey, where do you not need them? Okay. Well, that's where they come in. You've got like a turn to figure it out. And I'm one of those players that I play uh, as soon as it makes the points back, I can, it'll die. It can die. So that's one of my big things is like a. Blow your load, get your points back, and then, like, whatever you do after that's just bonus. It's all gravy. And so if my land speeder Proteus shoots above his weight twice, it's like, oh, you killed uh, you killed a Spartan, right? Okay, great. Now two land speeders can die. If it took two land speeders to kill that Spartan, I'm cool with that. They can both go right now. So it's just the way I play. But Oh, yeah. But land speeders always hit above their weight. That's okay. how I kill Kratos's. Hell, yeah. Kratos, they're, they're a lot of points for a big liability. Yeah. Something that can be killed by a multi-melta in the wrong spot. Uh, so. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. And then just kind of keeping track of games people have been playing. And I think right now, traders are ahead by a couple games. Oh, we're about to get ahead a little bit more once I play my game. For sure. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to use some stratagems this game. <laughs> Gloves are off. So I am seeing a lot of people busting out the, the a first cut stratagem, the one that Tyler popped on you where you just, hey, go ahead and set up your stuff. Oh, I'm going to counter, counter your deployment with my deployment, and then I'm going to go first. Yeah, that one sucks. <laughs> it truly sucks. <laughs> well, well, you can't use it for the rest of the campaign, so well, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking at that into, uh, uh, into Hell or whatever it is. Uh, into Hell's Heart. Into Hell's Heart where you automatically... Uh, your deep strike doesn't scatter right it can still be disordered yeah but the only thing is the ride of war day of revelation does not to make you scatter but in the case of in hell's heart 
if my day of revelation, if I had a point that I was going to, and you covered that point up and you, uh, you cover that point up. I would have to take that point off, pick a new point, and I would have to scatter from that point. Okay. Into Hell's Heart makes it to where I don't have to scatter from that point. Okay, so just a little insurance. Yeah, so I would just go, okay, cool. Well, instead of going there, I'm going to go three inches this way <laughs> from you, and I'm going to go right here, no scatter. We're coming in hot, and then uh, pray to God I don't roll a one. Yeah, man. Which I'm going to have uh, to find some insurance on how not to roll a one. I'm guessing a Land Raider uh, Explorador is the only option at that point. But Does that let you re-roll your rolls to see if your reserve actions are ordered? I'm going to say it does. Because <laughs> if it does, that's great. I think that's the only thing that does. The Explorator Augury Array, I believe is what it's called. I think that's the only thing. Because the, the Master of Signal, what does he do? He just lets you re-roll reserve rolls? It's that, and then it also affects that roll negatively. If that part is turned on, then it's a, a penalty. Basically, instead of a one, it'd be a one, two, or three, where you have to worry about it being, being disordered. But the Explorer Augury Web, in relay mode, just lets you reroll reserve modes. And then it also has another one. There's the two. disruption mode is you can... No, 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 not the... It's like there's a command Vox relay or something like that as well. Oh, that's kind of like the uh, the Vox where a unit with a Nuncio Vox can use the leadership of a guy on it. Geolocator Beacon. Geolocator Beacon. Okay, we're, going, as, we're going down the list. As long as a model with this special role is deployed on the battlefield, the controlling player may choose to re-roll all failed reserve rolls they make. So no. And then the Exploratory Augury Web. Yeah, the Disruption Mode just is minus one to reserve rolls. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that'll help you out with that one. So you're just screwed. Just don't roll a one. That's all you got to do is don't roll a one. Mm. Or bring enough stuff that within 24 inches is where everything was going to go anyway. Oh, yeah, because the Vox Disruptor actually screws up people's... Yeah. Uh, it increases the disordered roll on a one, two, or three instead of just a one. Yeah. So have a plan because if that's your list for like a tournament or an event or, you know, anything where it's, you're running the same list after enough games, you're going to hit that one. It's going to happen. Have a plan. So either don't commit too much to that deep strike or have it be built around one main unit because the first unit you placed goes where it goes. That's okay. My stuff has a jump pack, so. Yeah. Well, with the the second list I made, the thought process was one of the Night Raptor squads hits, and then the other two are uh, Ambulances. So like Dreadclaws, if they don't, if it happens and my opponent puts them where they don't, you know, across the table, they still move eighteen inches and drop people off. Dude, it's crazy. There's no way to to not get disordered. Yeah, it's it's punishing, dude. Yeah, like <sighs> it's a bad time. Yeah, so I learned a lot this week. I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you came and talked about it. Well, it's like back to uh, when I first got into 40K, where it's like, hey, I'm going to play Space Wolves. Oh, I'm going to drop pods. Oh, turns out if you're in a mega battle and you run all your drop pods just into the, just right into the front line, you're fighting, what, six, 7,000 points with 150 points or 1,500 points of Space Wolves. Good luck. <laughs> just, just, Hope you weren't planning on backup because backup is two turns that way. <laughs> 
No, that's all good knowledge. I'm glad that you shared that because that is all something that I'm going to have to look out for. Yeah. And I was kind of leaving myself open to it because on paper like that, that's really punishing. And it feels like a really fast hitting list, but like this edition with the amount of, uh, the amount of reactions, augury scanners, you know, it's like, uh, fire raptors don't do what they used to. Not when this stuff has sky fire. I mean, you would always kill sky, a fire well, raptor well, with yeah, sky but fire the, stuff. The Avenger Gatling cannon on it is only AP3, which means I scratched the paint on some artificer armor. It was always AP3. Right, but now they can put it on their artificer armor sergeant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just... it's it, it doesn't feel... Like, it doesn't live up to its point cost. Yeah, I mean, that being said, though, artificer sergeants are becoming a problem, but... yeah. I mean, the Daredeo did what the Daredeo does. I really think that they are going to end up nerfing the Artificer Sergeant. Because at this point, the whole a lot of the game relies on that that metric and that happening, right? I mean, it's the same thing. Just don't roll a one. Eventually, you're going to hit that one. And sometimes, the first thing that happens is you lose your Sergeant, and there goes your Power Fist, and there goes like three guys with them. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I think that's minor enough that the the type of lists will kind of accommodate it. If it gets to be a huge problem, then we'll start seeing more snipers. Yeah, I see them adjusting the whole like the way the Panepta Panoptica did it, where they maybe unless we see like a major FAQ or just a new like something from Games Workshop. I don't. I don't see any of these fan stuff getting that much traction. I, yeah, it's coming. I hope so. It definitely is. But I'm already looking at swapping out the tax squads in that list for just recon marines. Yeah, and that they, way you can just pick off all the all the sergeants. They've got infiltrate. They've got line, and they go where they go, and they just start start putting in work on people who are problems. Love it, but. I don't know. If I keep keep uh, iterating this list, I'll just still have a bunch of Night Lords. Yeah, eventually we'll all just fall into the... Uh, Night Lords and Imperial Fists. <laughs> eventually we'll just all fall into the 10 last cannons on the backfield <laughs> with scout squads. And <laughs> it'll just be super gun line with Daredeos and... Well, I mean, we get that and we'll get three lists. It'll be that list, the list that counters that list... And the list that is countered by last cannons, but beats the list that beats last cannons. That's what I'm saying. That's how that's how it works. And then it'll really be a contest of skill. And then we'll have to have to make rules for like a sideboard. It'll be like chess. Everybody will have the same thing <laughs> until eventually we'll just, we're just playing combat patrol. Is it we're just playing chess? <laughs> it's just all games evolve into chess. <laughs> but. Well, hey, that's cool, man. Hey, I got absolutely rocked this past week. I've been I've I've been doing a major disservice to the traders, and I'm still having a good time. I got rocked as well. So, like, and I did a disservice to the traders. <laughs> Granted, I took the worst possible list you can, but you know, like, <laughs> in just hopes that it would work out somehow. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, that's kind of what my first list was. Which, uh, the way I described that game was, my list fell apart under its own weight. Because <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, yeah, no, he brought this like super broken Deradeo with a five point upgrade. 
It was a, oh, my no, whole list like, can oh, die to a Daredeo. Oh, turns out my list is just super open to just being lit up every single turn in my own turn. I'm flying paper planes in the rain. This is not a good idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm just lobbing shuttlecocks, and the Daredeo is just swatting them out of the sky. <laughs> but All right. Well, that being said, man, we're about an hour and 20 minutes in. Uh, we got another hour of interview left with uh, so May. Uh, good spot for bathroom break. Yeah, good spot for bathroom break. Good mission. Knock that out, and uh, we'll kick ourselves over to this interview with you guys. Hell yeah! Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Uh, like promised, we actually have as part of our fabricators of the heresy series, powerful, powerful May. Uh, from Battle Scribe. He is a data editor or a, a battle scribbler, as he likes to say it. All the hard work that you see, all the updates that you see happening on Battle Scribe, this is where May comes in. And it's not all, you know, this giant team of like crack individuals who are all working together and, you know, going across the nation and test stuff. It, it truly is just some hardcore uh, data editors. Uh, powerful May, how's your day going, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. It's it's a bit late in the day at the moment because obviously time zones. But yeah, it, it's going well, or at least it's it's gone well today because it's nearly midnight. <laughs> well, that's good news. So uh, I, I I said there that y'all are a team. Is, is are y'all a big team? Is there a bunch of different editors, or is it, like, how many scribblers are there? So dating back a while sort of i i started doing this in like 2016 2017 so that was when book six seven came out of heresy one uh Uh, at the time there were three maybe four of us doing it and uh, i was very much the junior developer at the time and and putting out update after update and the people who were actually checking them over weren't able to keep up with how much i was doing um, <laughs> in the time that they had free to test because i don't have a huge amount of a life and i could do lots of work and was getting frustrated with the sheer amount of lack of updates for for things that were clearly broken um, so i i did quite a lot and yeah eventually got to be the, the in essence the senior editor and some may say potentially only editor for a very long period of time uh, as other ones disappeared and a few rejoined um and yeah at the moment there's there's technically three four of us but the the vast majority is is myself but again it's because i've got almost limitless free time to be able to do the stuff and and get frustrated by sort of things that are sort of broken so i can quickly fix them and push out a release so yeah it's me there's a couple other people who are quite good with the the testing side of stuff such as um, John K. Alpharus, and um, there, there's a couple of others on the, the team as well who, who do bits or at least sort of pitch in, such as Archangel. Um, but yeah, I said majority is me. And, and just to see real quick, are you... So so for those of you that don't know, Battlescribe is absolutely a uh, army builder tool that you can use to create your list and it stays pretty pretty regularly updated and pretty quickly updated uh, with the latest releases of the uh, the newest army books it, y- y'all seem to stay on it pretty tightly um, do you only deal with the Horus Heresy side or do you also deal with the 40k side and I guess like I, I know there's a bunch of other different things that are in there or are you just kind of the 
Horace Heresy editor. Uh, I just do the Horace Heresy side. That that's all I look at. All I want to look at. I sort of uh, some of it is I can't handle some of the stuff that they've done in the the forty k side because it's so so foreign to what I'm used to programming that it it would trigger things like my autism looking at it, <laughs> let alone actually editing it. Um, but also it it's just a case of sort of some of the things because they're sort of programmed so differently and certain sort of uh, catalogs, sorry, I was trying to think of the uh, name or repositories, that because it's so different, it would take so long to learn how they've connected certain bits together in the same way as obviously I connect them in a, a similar way to everything I've done before. I, I don't tend to develop huge amounts of sort of new ways to do things, um, mm. though the program itself isn't particularly user-friendly when it comes to developing new things because yeah <laughs> it is what it is so you just kind of go in there um is it is it more of a as soon as something gets released you're in there editing as soon as you know or is it kind of a uh i guess y'all start like pre-practicing or pre pre-typing on things as soon as you know something's on the way it's like well let me go ahead and build these slots for the decarian because i see that they've shown us this preview for it or is it like a on book day you kind of have to uh i guess <laughs> can't hold all your calls because you know it's going to be a big day it it is normally a case of on book day or sort of a few days after sort of when i when i get the time to to do things in the case of the latest release i was working that day because i i work some saturdays so i started work on the the sunday just to sort of start bits off but in the case of when the um when the Liber Imperial came out, what has the Custodes sisters and assassins in. The assassins actually got all their rules, stats, and everything else into Battlescribe about five days before the release of the book because there were obviously various video reviews on YouTube and places like that in which I then went, okay. I'm going to stick that review on my nice big TV next to my computer and I'm going to freeze the screen and I can read all the stuff and I can literally just transcribe it all over. And they were actually in before the release, though I didn't release that release to obviously after the the book had come out because I, I didn't want to be the person who went, I'm going to spoil everything for everyone by going, here is everything already in there before it's released. That is some true dedication, mate. Like you truly sat there and prepped yourself with a giant TV and said, let me, these are what the rules are going to be. Let me get this all ready because these people are going to want these assassins as soon as they come out with the new book. That is some true, true dedication. That's bonkers, man. I, uh, uh, I could only hope that you're being compensated well for what you do and, and with, with everything, or is this solely a volunteer kind of situation? This is a complete volunteer situation. <laughs> I do not get any payments from anyone at all. Um, in the case of Battlescribe, if you subscribe to it, the money goes to a person called John Taylor who makes a fair amount of money out of it and has not done very much work uh, for several years. Um, lots of people will offer me money for it or say, when I meet you at an event, I will buy you a drink and things like that. Though, as a diabetic, I don't drink alcohol or adult drinks, as I normally call it when I shout it out. Uh -huh. What I do say on a lot of my posts, or at least used to, I haven't as 
many times recently is say if people are willing to give a donation uh, to me then what they should actually do is give a donation to something like a food bank or a mental health charity or something like that instead because i would prefer the money to go there oh my gosh you cannot be this swell of a person there's no way there's no way that you don't give me money. Go ahead and donate to your local food bank. <laughs> That's insane, man. Uh, it, it's so great to have people like you in the community who truly, I, I can't imagine, you know, where we would be without, you know, Battle Scribe being updated or anything like that. Because it's it's such a, uh, a quick thing you can do. And, and as far as like, you know, pushing sales for Games Workshop or Forge World, like truly, you know, a lot of people will just be sitting there, you know, while their car is getting done or they're, uh, uh, while they're, you know, waiting in line or something like that and get a quick list made up right before bed or something like that. See what you're going to purchase. I, I just couldn't imagine, you know, sitting down with my, uh, yellow tab paper or my, or my, uh, uh, journal and writing out a list like the good old days, you know, it's, everything has to be digital now. It's just, um, and we wouldn't be able to do that without you. I just, you are such a service and it, it blows my mind that this is a hundred percent volunteer because you do so much work for the, that affects the entire community. And I, in my mind, you touch that many people. I feel like, you know, if everybody that you helped gave you a dollar, I think you could probably retire. I feel like <laughs> there's, there's gotta be some yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I worked out cause at, at one point you, you could actually see how many downloads of the uh, releases there are. And the heresy releases used to get, I think, uh, I can't remember. I'm pulling a, a number a bit out of the air cause this was a few years ago. I looked so end of heresy one it used to be downloaded over half a million times mm, 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 mm. that is uh that's what i'm saying <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge service it is a huge um, service yeah so to, to put it in context of how much time some of this stuff takes as well um in the case of for instance the custodies list what did take a couple of steps to get through it sort of because I, I i did a very base list version of just placeholders initially and then i kind of filled in all the blanks that would have taken me at least 16 17 hours to do mm. and that's not that many units in the case of the legions of Startes, actually there was a group of us doing it because obviously it was the new release of heresy so we actually had a a, a team of people who were all like I'll help, I'll help, I'll help, uh, and stuff, including some, some really nice people. Again, uh, John K. Alphorus was one of them. I think Archangel was, and there's, there's a dozen more people who were, were helping out in, in just either little sections or huge sections. And that must be going on now, at least 300 hours of work combined over the, all of us minimum. That is bonkers, man. That is such a extreme amount of work. So much work that you're looking at there. Uh, it's it, it truly is crazy. It's all a volunteer effort at this point. It's just, I guess, it's just the community coming together. To is there ever a situation where uh, y'all are disagree about something? Like maybe like what unit can take this or 
or what unit shouldn't be able to take this? Like, what, what do y'all do in those cases? Are you just strictly rule as written kind of instead of like rule as intended or? Um, pretty much is trying to go rules as written, but even then there's obviously ambiguity sometimes. It, if there is a clear enough case of ambiguity, then you you do get a, a whole thing of, we might put an ambiguity sort of tick box in there. So for the last edition, we had one, well, actually, no, sorry, this edition, we had one for drop pods for Sons of Horus, I believe it was, that it wasn't 100% sure whether they could take their special drop pod because it had slightly different rules to regular drop pods. Um, <laughs> Yeah, or, or something yeah. like that. Actually, no, that might have been the last edition. I, I'm mixing up things because it was so so many different things. But the most recent one that you may see if you loaded into Battlescribe is if you go into Sakaar and Venators. Um, in Sakaar and Venators, it turned out, and I, I got notified of this a couple of weeks ago, that the German version and the French version of the Libra Astartes and Liber Hereticus books both give the Sakaar and Venator the Bombard subtype. Okay, okay. So the English version doesn't, and the FAQ hasn't corrected it. So as like in the case with the uh, mech book, that had a different profile for, I think it was the Turbo Laser Destructor. It turned out the foreign language versions were correct, and the English version was wrong. So what I've got is we've now got a tick box inside of uh, Venators, what is... I believe question mark question mark bombard subtype question mark question mark and then in brackets ambiguity in which the rule basically says the French German versions both LA books have the current editor with the bombard subtype it is not known if this is a mistake or not as previously like with the mech book the non-English versions had the correct profile for the other misprints and you can tick that and if you tick that it gives your uh, venator the bombard subtype and if you don't tick it, then obviously it doesn't. So by default, it's off, but you can tick it to be on. And uh, a s small joke came around of a clearly German Venators are, are more efficient. <laughs> they're just, they're built different, you know? <laughs> the German ones, they're, uh, they're thicker. <laughs> well, the far. thing is, it makes so much sense with it because obviously they've got a ordnance weapon as their main weapon. And if they're firing that, then they can't really do anything with the uh, sponsors. What? Or sponsors, sorry. I keep calling them sponsors, and they're not sponsors. Um, the sponsors, because obviously when you fire that, you can only snapshot them. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it has a bombard type, it can fire them all, and it doesn't have to snap them. Which would make sense, yeah. So what, what makes a lot of sense for it being a special tank and the fact that the gun isn't on a turret, it's coming out the front of the hull. Yep, center line. So it, just like just like other thing, the other bombard type, which is the uh, Arquiter, is also center line. Makes a little bit more sense because it is a you know ordnance weapon, massive blast, all that jazz. But no, I could definitely see where you're coming from on that one. So yeah, just putting that ambiguity in sort of just helps out with that because actually some people are playing it one way, some people are playing it another way. And also it just means that actually instead of potentially having a repeat of someone putting in a bug report saying the Venetia should have Bombard, um, you then find out, well, okay, this will be a person with a French or a German copy of the, the book. It's a, well, if I just stick a tick box in there until the FAQ fix it to say it should or shouldn't, that solves it. Yep. 
It's like, what do you think it should have? <laughs> you uh, I you think, get to pick. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think it should have the Bombard type because it makes sense for it as the tank type it is. Um, but it, it's obviously up to the, the individual groups or whatever that are playing and how they interpret should it be or shouldn't it be until an FAQ comes out. And in the case of like tournaments or whatever, they can rule it either way and put in their event pack that this does or this doesn't. Because again, if someone's coming over playing in the tournament and actually they're sort of, I don't know, they're playing in sort of Warhammer World and they've come over from Germany, they may have come over thinking my Sakaran has Bombard and everyone else goes, no, it doesn't. I can I can show you in my book it doesn't. And you're like, oh, contraire. <laughs> Let me show um, you in yeah, my they, book. <laughs> they produce their book and it's like, a, hang on a minute, there's a, there's a subtle difference here. And as I said, the German ones are clearly more efficient. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That, that's something I was always curious about is uh, kind of how y'all determined whether or not that was going to be included in the uh, included in Battlescribe or not to be included in Battlescribe. But I mean, it is. I do like how y'all kind of take a hard kind of like rules is written. It's like, look, if I disagree with this, it is what it is. I'll FAQ it. But for right now, this is how it's going to be because this is what it says in the rules to do. And I'm not going to interpret it my own way or anything like that. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, there are so many issues where it sort of comes to actually it, it's very open to interpretation a lot of things. And sometimes we can't do it both ways because of particular things. And it is just a case of being a judgment call. And at the moment, um, as I said, the vast majority of the updates and the uploads are done by myself. As such, it kind of just goes the way I think it's written, unless someone can point it out, post up a bug report and actually say, this is how it should be. And actually, I may go, yeah, actually, that, that does sound like it's right. So there, there's multiple units that will have things like it will say the entire unit can exchange their blah for blah. So, for instance, the new militia that came out, their infantry squads can exchange their LAS rifles or auto rifles, sorry, LAS guns or auto rifles for... And it has a list of options, but the sergeant in the squad can exchange their LAS gun or auto rifle for a pistol closed combat weapon or a couple of other things like a chainsword and something else. And it's like, well, the trouble is, if the entire squad has to exchange, that means the sergeant has to exchange as well. And thus he doesn't have his LAS gun or auto gun to be able to make that exchange anymore. Oh lord! To get the plasma pistol or the chain sword, things start getting really complicated really quickly. Yes, and and that had to be updated again recently because the whole squad can take close combat weapon and pistol, and even though that's an option for a sergeant, that means he can't upgrade that close combat weapon to be a chain sword because he has to swap his las gun for a pistol and chain sword. Goodness gracious. Okay. Okay. So I get speaking of bug reports, right? So, so, so since the bug reports go directly to you, right? Is that how you prefer if somebody does have something they seem weird? They just, you just straight up get an email with a bug report in it. Is that how that works or? Um, I'm, I'm active in various communities and I personally don't mind bug reports coming in multiple places. The, the preferred place is, is putting them on GitHub in the, the repository thing. And there's a, an issues thing 
on there to go through. Um, and the, the only difficulty with that is if you're not actually on uh, GitHub and registered, it's more of an ask to post because you have to then post anonymously and how that works is it then sends you to the app spot page. What then allows you to, if you can find the right sort of thing and all the stars and moons align, then you can actually submit a bug report as an anonymous. Um, it's the most awful system of actually being able to submit, but basically to submit a bug report the way I like is you go to github.com slash BS data slash Horus hyphen heresy slash issues. Um, and you can report a new issue there that has said, because AppSpot, what is a terrible thing, keeps just randomly sort of uh, throwing up all over itself and losing whole files and not allowing you to do things. You can't always actually bug report through that because it will say, oh, no, it doesn't exist. And if you've ever experienced that whole thing where you try to update and it says, no, that doesn't exist anymore, it's because AppSpot's crapped itself. Um, there is a better way to download um, the the heresy files as well as everything on Battlescribe data. And that's by using a thing called gallery instead of the default way. Um, there is a guide to do that on the GitHub page as well for heresy data, as well as one for the 40k side as well. It's all entirely the same, but basically you just change the repository of where it takes the information from. The other advantage with doing that as well is that uh, by doing that, when a release comes out, you get the release within a minute of it being released rather than potentially having to wait like a day or so for AppSpot to, to catch back up again. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That is super helpful to know. Easy knowledge right there. Yeah, it, it's, it's tricky to do with iPhones, but... Android, it, it's fine, and with uh, desktop PCs, actually, the easiest way is just download the master files because they're more up-to-date than releases. Good, also good to know, I do use it quite often on my PC, especially when I'm, you know, on my lunch break, <clears throat> building a list, you know? So just make sure I have the latest and greatest, make sure that I download the app directly, so, or download from the... Uh, repository directly good to know yeah so yeah there's sometimes issues if you download the master rather than the release because obviously someone may have changed something and well, generally me changed something and i may have screwed something up in the meantime that i haven't rectified but generally I, I will tend to only put things onto the master file after they are as complete as they need to be to be on the master file so they won't break anything they just might not fix everything at the time um, so again, if you look at the issues tab, um, there will often be a bunch of issues where it will say as one of the, the tags for it, what there's little color coded tags. Uh, there might be a purple one saying done on master, but not on live. And then in brackets release, that basically means it's fixed on the one where you can download the, the direct file, but not the, the release file that goes to obviously all the apps and things like that. Gotcha. Okay. Is there anything that, uh, I guess, you know, that you from your guys end would like the community to know about what y'all do or as far as maybe you'd like the community to do something different or better or anything like that? Or would you guys like to see more bug reports or y'all 
I guess uh... I I am always happy to see. Well, <laughs> happy would be a, a different word. I I am always good to receive the the bug reports because one of the difficulties is, and this is very much sort of a hangover of like Heresy One and a lot of the other ones as well. Is trouble is I don't play all the armies. In fact, I rarely actually get to play at all at the moment. Um, I think I've played three games in the last year, okay. maybe. Okay. And one of those was yesterday. Um, and yeah, I, I don't play very often. And because I don't, I don't necessarily notice what bugs are out there, especially for armies I don't use, because I won't notice the bugs for armies I don't use and design for because I'm not playing them. Um, the only ones that annoy me in the way of bug reports that we do get every so often and they often have to be closed and i don't often do rude messages but sometimes that, that it has to be one <laughs> back Same. to the person uh, basically it's a bug report where someone will put something in saying this is a bug you should be able to do this and actually then looking in the book it's like a no no you shouldn't so the other day we had an anonymous report saying Death Guard in Pride of the Legion should be able to take, I think it's Grave Wardens as troops. And it's like, okay, I'll have a look at that. And it's like, a, right, Grave Wardens are heavy supports. And it says, any Terminators in Cataphracty or Tartarus armor that are elites can be taken as troops. That's right. It's like, so then, no, you, you can't take them as troops in that because they're not elites, they're heavy supports. Ah. You, you, you clearly need to read the book and actually <laughs> not just paraphrase what you're reading to it says terminators troops <laughs> and, and that is clearly all they read when they made that report <laughs> and then you just put your feather in your hat and you just go i said good day sir i said good day yes yeah. <laughs> and the other major issue that i've had before and i used to get more upset about it than sort of I do at the moment is people who they, they clearly haven't updated their files to the latest version so they will start reporting things like that was fixed and in some cases because obviously i said i'm in many different chats and channels and things like that especially facebook um and sort of i'll, I'll ask the person what what version number of the file are you on and it's like because i think this was fixed a while ago and they'll they'll list off some number and it's like a that was six months ago that was released. You're like 30 editions behind. <laughs> Stop wasting our time. That's You're making a list on Horus Heresy version 1.0. <laughs> that, that literally has happened as well. <laughs> oh, well, when you're dealing with 500,000 people, you know, <laughs> some, some interesting things are going to happen. Yeah. And, I can't blame everyone all the time for it because especially where people update through AppSpot, if if the AppSpot thing has crapped out on them, they've done their refresh when it reminds them once a week to say, you haven't updated or not, do you want to refresh? And if the heresy files obviously aren't listed there, it keeps the ones that they've previously got. So sometimes it might be they miss a release or maybe two releases on the trot due to that. As said, if they download through Gallery, they will never get that because Gallery never goes down. Um, but if you're going, that was six months ago, that was fixed. How, how is this still happening with you? It, it, it's clearly a user issue. Yep. 
every time. You know, at some point, you just got to let them know. You just got to let them have it, you know? <laughs> and part of the difficulty is because a lot of people, I said, don't have GitHub to report these things or don't, don't want to make a GitHub account because all it takes is you sign in, you give it an email, and then you do it. So even if you just do a trash mail um, for, for where it goes to, it, it doesn't take that much effort. But if it's an anonymous report, if I make a reply to it, no one's ever going to read it especially because I then close the issue and people don't necessarily know where to find closed issues. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where if you're going to be willing to make that, uh, that email address and you're willing to make that account, you may as well at that point. Um, fa Facebook has been quite a good one for, for rooting out a lot of the bug reports. Cause I, I basically joined the 30 grade group for every single legion um what what does mean i get spammed quite a lot through my facebook notifications but not not a huge amount um and every so often especially if i'm making a, a particular post for um an update for a particular legion i will sometimes put something on their particular group to say I've done this, this is now fixed, or a few months ago, I was trying to do like a, a big bug fix. Um, I think it was around Christmas time. And basically, I just posted in every single group, a tell me your issues, you've got two weeks to put anything down in the list, and I will try and get through them. Only post ones that affect your legion. In that one, there is a post like this in every single 30k group for each legion go and i got a fair few ones that had just been missed such as things like sort of heavy alchem flamers were missing from certain units or sort of things like that but there's still a whole bunch of them that sort of every so often they'll pop up and it's a oh yeah you, this isn't there and it's like a why did no one notice this like back then like aspects sort of bolters were missing from i don't know spoilers or sort of whatever it's like a well clearly clearly someone should have known it and i think in some cases it's just people aren't doing it no one <laughs> no one was buying the option so no one cared and and there is clearly that in some cases but other ones it's a well surely people were going for the sort of the the warp fire bolters on tactical marines or whatever it was and it's like a surely that, that should have been there and no, nobody noticed it or nobody told me that it wasn't there. So again, as I said, if I don't get told, I can't fix it. <laughs> That's so funny. It's, it, it truly is one of those things where if, if nobody's using it, it's not going to get fixed. And what's even crazier is if I can't add an option, I just assume that you guys know better than I do. And it's like, nah, that probably the rules don't let me do that. <laughs> I thought I could, and so I wouldn't even think to go submit a bug report because I wouldn't go to, I wouldn't go back to the book and try and prove Battlescribe wrong. I just assume that Battlescribe knew exactly what it was talking about. It's like <laughs> there, there, there's so many issues on Battlescribe that are just undiscovered issues and. Uh, the one that I continually get in, especially the Facebook posts, is people will always rail against it, saying, "Oh, Battlescribe's never right." Blah 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 blah. Sort of, you you should be using pen and paper in the books and things like that. And I will always say, "Yeah, you should you should look at the books to check that your army's fine." But you can use Battlescribe just as a roster builder for a. 
I'm going to piss around. I'm going to test an idea. I'm going to look to see if this can happen. And maybe I can use this to send to a friend or whatever to, to see if they go, yeah, that looks cool. But don't necessarily use it to make sure all your points are correct. But the main part of it being that if they're going to use it and they're going to say, oh, this is, this is wrong, the points are always wrong. It's like, well, if the points are wrong, well, tell me where they're wrong and I can correct it. Because actually, if, I don't know, Dreadnoughts are costing 10 points more than they should, I then go into Dreadnoughts, open it up in the Legions file, knock those 10 points off after I check that that's actually the case, save it, upload it, that's taken me a minute to do, and then if actually a release hasn't come out in however long, I'll then push a release out and it'll be fixed like same day. That's a good call, man. That is a good call. I'm going to have to start double-checking my points, especially in those Bell Predators. Those sponsors get a little expensive, and I, I've never done the math to see why they're so expensive. But uh, They they were wrong until recently. Get out of here, dude. I've always been like, man, these are expensive, but you know, I do love yeah. them. <laughs> I do love Fig Newtons. So <laughs> One of them, uh, I can't remember actually if it's the Predators or the Scarans. Uh, that it was, I think, doubling the points of what the assault cannons on the side was costing. Uh, additionally, Master of Armor wasn't given any option to take any of them. Yeah. Uh, because that's a separate entry, and I didn't realize that it wasn't referencing the Predator or Sakaran entry, because that's how I would have built it. It was referencing its own Sakaran or Predator entry, what meant that when I added in the new Decurions... And I hadn't realized that this was the case. It was a, oh, actually, I think a Master of Armor can also take a Decurion at the same time. Oh, yeah. And have two special people inside. And because I hadn't noticed it initially, and someone then said, oh, yeah, that should happen. That's when I actually discovered the, hang on a minute, this is missing so many changes that were changed like 50 patches ago. (laughs) That's so funny. That's so funny that... uh... Uh, it's exactly what I was thinking because I just checked the points and yeah, they're fixed now. <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, man, these predators are hella expensive, but I do love them. I do love some some bell predator assault cannons. Oh yeah, especially with the, the new Decurion just being able to go, oh, I'm going to just rat-a-tat-tat all the way through you now. <laughs> Excuse me while I uh, launch all these bullets at you, sir. So uh, I am going to roll 100 dice at you I'm going to kill myself in doing so, but I'm going to kill you while doing it. Good luck for both of us. <laughs> See you in heaven. So, well, that's cool, man. The, 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 one of the great things to do with that as a thing, because you know it's malfunctioning, and because you know that those those nice little tanks blow up, causing a really nice strength eight hit on everything around them, is you just drive them within one inch of enemy units rat-tat-tat with all your guns and then go oh i I hole pointed myself out oh no kaboom (laughs) if only if only or just take use the master of armor to rat-a-tat himself to death so that he uh kills himself and they can't get slay the warlord deny them that it's like oh no no you have to destroy it i destroyed myself I'm it's just, not as bad as the second Mizan, though, where you just go, <laughs> oh, no, no, no victory points for you, sir. Yeah, it's totally gamey, and I don't even know if that's real, but 
It is what uh, it is. They have the, the crash rule, and the crash rule means you can't get any victory points for killing their infantry. <laughs> and and that means, obviously, as long as your leader is on foot, it's like, ah, oh, you can't get a slave warlord off him either. I'm sorry, brother. And if you've taken Solomon Khan, you can take a Sister of Silence, and the Sister of Silence, uh, Centura, can also take a Raptura cadre, and because they are infantry in that detachment, they get the crash rule, and they also get a feel no pain of five. So you can't score any victory points for killing them, and they feel no pained. And yeah. <laughs> it's just a lose-lose all around for you. Not me, for you. But very much cool, man. I, I really do enjoy hearing all these different community members talking that uh that kind of give this you know free service out of their own time and everything like that because you kind of realize that especially as you kind of get deeper into the community right you start you know going to events meeting people things like that you start realizing that this community is truly held up by like a bunch of like small sticks right like you know people that are donating a little bit of their time to make the community as a whole better and without like people like you you know, it's, things move a lot slower and things like, but you're just kind of one that like, you're one of those people that just kind of saw the ball and picked up and ran with it. Right. You realized how you yeah. could help out and you just went to town. Is there a, that's it. it As I said, I, I started with book six and, or at least late book six, because I was frustrated with the, the lack of progress on actually getting things fixed. And yeah, just, I, I was doing so many patches to it that the, the testers couldn't basically keep up with what I was doing um, because I was putting out patch after patch after patch just over the top of each other. So they just couldn't work out what they were supposed to be testing. When it came to book seven, uh, I ended up basically releasing book seven within a week uh, because I basically had a week off work because I knew I would have a week off work at that point because I, I took it after... Uh, whenever that came out, I can't remember. I I knew I had the week off work anyway, and I just basically spent like the whole day coding it in, pretty much each day until it was done, and then just pushed it straight out. Cracks knuckles, sit down. Uh, what kind of keyboard are you using? Mechanical? Are you using like Cherry Blues or what's that? Cherry Blacks? Uh, I'm I'm using a incredibly old Microsoft Natural keyboard with the curvy. <laughs> thing that means it doesn't destroy my wrists <laughs> i just assumed you had some crazy keyboard and maybe oh, even no. one of those like ball mouses that you just have to use your thumb but no i i use a regular mouse and stuff like that and <laughs> i actually have a problem with my wrist there only bends in one direction it doesn't bend in the other ones so i'm disabled in that way and sort of yeah the, the, the keyboard works for me and i just clicky clack all along as i do it <laughs> that's so crazy man if there's a young May out there somewhere, right, who's looking to looking to help you guys out, are y'all taking volunteer openings? How does that work? Um, I'm always happy to have extra people um, joining the team. There's there is a Battlescribe Developers uh, Discord. What I can't remember what the link is to to get into that because I've never had a, a direct link to to do it. Um, but people can join that. It, it's going to potentially be changing its name at some point soon as uh, the developers are basically trying to distance themselves from the original name of uh, Battlescribe as there's obviously multiple other apps and things like that out there that 
that use the same data and obviously some of them are fed up with the original owner um but yeah there's a there's a, a couple of little bits in there so there's the warhammer horus heresy data channel what's the heresy data one anyone can put into that there's the hh feed what basically is all the the bug reports and things like that just just pop up there and then there's a, a development channel that obviously certain people get to to looking and talking i'm always happy for people to just post stuff ask queries things like that so when they want to in those if they want to edit something or they see a bug and they can sort of fix it they can obviously just go into github make a fork of the code fix the thing using the editor and then put it out and sort of place it as a pull request i'll then have a look at it when i get time and obviously if it is a an actual issue I can let it go through as long as it's done sort of in the correct way and sort of isn't causing other problems. And yeah, if people do that with, with regularity, then yeah, they can become part of the team again. Um, during the start of what was Heresy 2, obviously, um, as many of the community potentially know, I've got weird shoulder issues at the moment, what I'm getting surgery for soon. Um, and with that, it was a case of uh, basically, I, I had to ask the community to basically say, look, I'm going to need people to help me to code this stuff because I'm not going to be a sheer amount of stuff that I need. As I said, loads of people joined in, helped out, even if it was for a short amount of time. I've shown people over Discord before by doing screen shares of a, this is how you do this, this is how you do that. I made a tutorial that was I think an hour and a half long that someone videoed and was meant to upload it at some point, but then I think the file got corrupted. I think that might have been Code Walrus from Age of Darkness did that, or it might have been one of the other people from there did that. Um, but yeah, something happened with that, so it, it, it never actually came out. But again, I'm, I'm willing to show people and help people out when I've got free time and obviously the, the time zones match up. Um, and yeah, so it, it, it's all good sort of for people doing that. Obviously, if, if stuff happens and sort of shoulders get worse or whatever, then it may be a case that actually I have to give it up and other people have to take the chalice. So I, I, I would like extra help at times. But uh, as some of the other developers who have been or are part of the, the group who do things, I, I on occasions do make it difficult for people to help out because of the sheer speed that I attempt to fix things that come through that I notice. So someone will report things, I'll have it fixed within like five minutes or whatever. And they'll be like, Oh, I, I, I was going to do that. <laughs> and yeah, it, 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 it sort of, it, it doesn't always sort of help because uh, again, as I said sort of earlier, sort of in the recording, um, where I've got autism that there is a, this is the right way to do it type of mindset sometimes. And if someone, deviates from that on occasions it it means i then feel the need for whatever reason to rework their work and i know that discourages people because obviously it, it isn't that it's necessarily wrong because it works but it's just in the wrong format and you'll notice obviously with with various units they're done in several different ways um there, there's three effective ways that units are, are built on battle scribe so you'll notice that like veterans and terminators are built in one way. Uh, spoilers are the, the big one that's built in a different way. And then you've got tactical 
marines are built in the third way and that's basically the three ways you make units so one of them is every model has to select its stuff individually and that's because obviously for especially with tournament play lists to be exact of a okay person a has x and y person b has x and y and whatever other ones where it's just a any model in the unit can upgrade their a to b gun b and it's the only change that you get then well, you just need buckets for that of a scroll wheel of a how many bolters do you take how many do you take or whatever um and the other one is that every model has more than one option to change between them but there's going to be a majority in a lot of cases so again spoilers are the big ones with this um and again, that they have a, a different system of it. I, I honestly don't like the way some of the units are coded. There were other coders who really did want it um, done this way, as I said, for mainly for tournament accuracy um, for people. Well, I, I can see the reason why, because obviously people want that to be accurate because then they can just print off a list and say, this is what my list is. And it actually shows exactly what the list is. Um, me, I tend to think of Battlescribe more as just a, this is a mathing out a rough idea of what my list is and hopefully the points are correct and the rules are all there. So I, the old way where we just had lots of buckets of a, yeah, you, you've got 10 guys, there's, you get 10 rifle options, 10 pistol options, 10 close combat weapon options. Pick the selection. You don't necessarily have to assign everything to each individual model you just have to say how many of each are in the thing because that works out your points. I I agree. I do like that model as well. <laughs> that is, uh, uh, I I I'm, I'm a fan. I could see where it would kind of get frustrating to uh, have somebody do it a different way and have to fix that or or get into it. It's like, man, if we just done it the original way in the first place, it might have been a little bit easier to edit some of this information, but. I could definitely see where that would become frustrating on that part. All, all the units and then we did the first pass of it were all done in, we just had buckets. And uh, as I said, a couple of the developers pushed to say, actually, no, we want the, the bigger accuracy. And as such, I eventually just gave in and said, okay, fair enough. You can do that. We've still got a hell of a lot of work left to do on the project because we'd only got about halfway through the Legion's book at that point. Uh, so it, it it wasn't sort of anywhere near feature complete. We didn't have rights to war or anything like that. And it's like, a, okay, if you want to work on that bit, I'll work on getting all the rest of the stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it turned out for, for one reason or another, uh, certain people just left the group or were unable to continue doing the work to make them all sort of a, a bit more the same. So otherwise everything would have been like sort of Terminators or pretty much everything would have been like Terminators and a, okay, you have to give everyone weapon A, weapon B, weapon A, weapon B, whatever as as you go, rather than as I said, the buckets or the the multi-choice that you get of a, here is your default and here's the guys with options. I gotcha, I gotcha. Some people, I could see where it would get frustrating <laughs> to have to go back and redo it. I, I could definitely see how that, especially if I was a volunteer, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to go start my own battle scribe with, with, uh, <laughs> with blackjack. With blackjack and hookers. Yeah. 
so but uh, that that kind of is what sort of it in a way happened with the the mournable rules from heresy one of a i got bored i'd fixed all the things i could and i went i'm i'm just gonna type in all the stuff because why not and just took about 16 hours out of my life on a weekend and just went okay eldar's feature complete and then moved on to like necrons sort of a few months later and then okay that's feature complete and then moved on to the actual proper mournable rules what were a lot more tricky because they had to be combined in with the the regular rules a little bit though being a bit smarter and older and wiser now i i work out that actually i didn't need to put everything in the same way before i could have done a modification to actually mean i could have kept it separate no joke Man, that's uh, it, it really does seem like uh, you just love doing it. Is what it sounds like at this point. You know, you just like pull up a pull up a coffee in your chair and sit down. Are, are you like watching a podcast, or are you like uh, are you enjoying some YouTube while you're doing all this? Are you listening to audiobooks? Like, what are you doing while you're just sitting um, there fixing all this? Mainly, it is listening to music or or podcasts if I'm if I'm doing stuff for a long period of time, but uh, I find again, sort of going back to the whole autism thing, it, it de-stresses me to make things right. Um, and it, it stresses me when they're wrong. So I, I get both distressed and de-stressed by it. <laughs> it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's going to just keep so, going. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 don't mind doing it because it obviously helps out the community. It makes me feel useful in in various ways. Oh, as well. you're so very I, useful. I, I, I know I am appreciated, and many people sort of send hunks and whatevers as as they do and stuff. So they they appreciate me. I don't mind doing it when I've got free time. And I said, in general, I've got a lot of free time. Can we set you up a PO box? Would you do that? Would you let Would you let me pay for a PO box for you, and then uh, people can just send you stuff like not money but they could like send you like goodies and stuff like that would you do that it it's a very weird situation with battle scribe that i'm not allowed to accept anything oh because th- th- this is this is one of the weird reasons and sort of the person who made battle scribe can sell his merch because he isn't putting any data for anything he's just giving people a tool to use the data uh Putting the data on there, the way the law works is a bit weird. Um, if I was to accept any money or gifts or anything like that, I could potentially get into trouble for doing so because I would be earning money off of someone else's intellectual property. Gotcha. Well, it, it, it sounds a bit weird, but uh, I've, I've stuck by that and gone, yeah, that, that makes enough sense to me. I haven't researched it properly, but that's what I kept getting told was was reasonings why. And equally, part of it, as I said, I'm, I'm most happy when people will give their money if they're doing things like that to charities, because I know there are a lot of people in need in the world, whether it be sort of military charities, homeless charities, food banks mental health charities what um i i have to use mental health charities myself quite quite frequently um due to things like depression and stuff like that and as such i I would prefer funding to go to them to help more people who actually need the help 
Mm. Well spoken. The, the only thing I really want is people to paint my models for me, but that's not going to happen that easy. Oh, you think? You think? You're going to get some weird emails here in a little bit, I'm sure. <laughs> Just You're going to be, people be sending you some weird stuff here. They'll paint your models, man. They'll clean your dishes for the battle scribe. What, 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 my, my best friend uh, painted my whole White Scar army before a event at, uh, an event over here called Greetings for the War many, many years ago. It was a full jet bike army, or at least a jet bike army with a few uh, null bikes. And it was 3,000 points, and he painted it over the course of a month for me just for free, just going, yeah, I'll do that for you. Because yeah. he wanted me to play. <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool. That'll be, that'll be my army for a while. And the-, the only models I've really painted for myself is my Mechanicum stuff. And that's because I've worked out such an easy solution for that. And that was spray it silver and then go over it with an airbrush with, uh, I think it's warpstone green contrast because it looks really good because it makes a nice kind of semi-metallic green sheen to it. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And then just gold trim it. <laughs> well, all right. We oh, are right so here. so much gold trim. <laughs> We're right here about an hour. So, uh, before we let you go, is there anything that you want the community to know? Uh, any shout-outs you want to do, how to find Battlescribe, all that? Anything that you want to know, this is your time to, to tell that off. And shout um, that out. Haven't haven't got a huge amount. Sort of as said, sort of always helpful to have the, the bug reports that are, are actually correct bug reports, um, especially with things like some profiles, I think things do go wrong that that's always worth doing and yeah it is it is that you actually make sure that you latest data before you post these things because going on wild goose chasing and go, well i can't find this error and it's like yeah that's because that was fixed five months ago <laughs> so before you send it make sure you're updated for starters <laughs> make sure that you have the latest rendition before you send a bug report easy peasy and then secondly, make sure you're, you're actually correct. Triple check yourself before you're sending May on these uh, on these wild goose chases. Yeah, other than that, as I said, it, it's always good listening to your podcast and, and multiple others that I, I listen to quite frequently. And it's all good seeing people at events and things like that when I do actually get to go. Yeah, you better hope I don't find out your address because uh, there's going to be some mysterious boxes full of goodies left outside. And they'll just have to... I'm throwing them away. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Legally trashing them. But I appreciate you coming on the show, May. Uh, definitely appreciate everything you do. I think everybody in the community appreciates what you do. Uh, May is in the uh, in the Radio Free Fan Discord. So when you hear this, go give this man a thank you because he definitely deserves it. And all the work that you put in, man, even if you blame it on your autism, it truly is... Uh, it is. It truly is a, uh, a a tool that everybody in the community uses, and so we do appreciate you. Yeah, man. and and even down the bottom of the Heresy Discord, we've even got a little Battlescribe channel for me for bug reports, updates, and announcements to yeah people to post things in if they don't want to go through GitHub's annoyance. Um, another minor shout out, actually, sort of, it, it's not a program I've used a huge amount, but some people may find it useful. Uh, there is a site called New Recruit, uh, what does use the Battlescribe data, and it seems to make some of the Battlescribe stuff 
a bit more presentable uh, to look at it and you can build lists online uh, oh. you don't need map or anything like that and it's just new recruit.eu i think yeah yeah, yeah that's right. EU. It, it, i'm not associated with it in any way but it, it's something i i saw and yeah you just can you can build your lists on that and it, it covers sort of quite a few games and as i said it, it seems to look a bit more presentable than the the splurb that comes out of of battle scribe when you say show me the roster and it goes i am going to show you all these different marines that have all these different things and it looks messy <laughs> well good to know and this uses the uh the your horse heresy data that you've been working on too as well yes so. excellent okay well, i like it i will definitely i just posted that up in the discord so uh hopefully people go look at that so yeah as i said it, it seems to be quite good that there, there are a few other ones out there there's the the old heresy to that old battle scribe team is meant to be working on something called project phalanx and has been for a while but it it's taken a while to release and obviously people are coding it in their own spare time in the same way as i i do things in my spare times so whether or not that comes out whether or not it'll be good who knows but yeah it it might be a promising sort of new thing for sort of a replacement to battle scribe to to stop sending john who does no work some sort of free money <laughs> that's so crazy to me that is that is so crazy but we are glad what you do man and appreciate everything i hope you enjoy the rest of your evening and hopefully you stay cool during this uh this heat wave well it, it's morning now because it's almost half midnight <laughs> well it, it'll get you tomorrow don't you worry about that it will <laughs> but thank you sir yeah, thank you for your time as well.